What is up ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Fudge Muppet. I'm Scott here with Michael and Drew and today's special guest, Camelworks, who if you don't know, you should know, and we've actually been friends since 2014, 15, 14, 15, around uh, then, 14, 15. Too long, whatever long it is. But it's been a while, so we're familiar is what we're trying to say. So, What, well, when you drowned him in the bathtub? I'm very familiar. Yeah. Mm, I forget that happened. We might even have time to make a part yeah. two. Nah, okay, I think you're going to tell people to watch it. I was like, no, <laughs> <laughs> it's so cringe. That's what makes that it good. Yeah, cringe is the best. Because we also it have could, the it, battle royale of us fighting you in the it, deserts of Hammerfell. Yeah. <laughs> it's good for you when you're watching it, but it, as the dude getting drowned by Scott, it's <laughs> like, oh my God. <laughs> anyway. That was actually, that was it fun. It was. But the point of this episode is the iceberg part two. So we have this giant, essentially meme list of theories. Some of them are legitimate. Some of them are kind of not so much. And our goal is to go through as many as we can in this episode. Obviously, we're not going to clear the whole list, judging by the length of last time. And kind of figure out what we know from there, what we don't know, what's good information or interesting, and what is total BS. So... We are up to Blade's secret bloodlines, I believe, on the Glathia picture. Or kind of just getting to the Glathia picture. Who knows what that is? <laughs> <laughs> what do we think, guys? Uh, I, I I gave that a quick Google last night and there's literally yeah. nothing. This <laughs> is absolutely I had nothing. this, like, one... I don't know if it even... If there's any, like, connection to um maybe some kind of, like... Uh, I don't know, vampire bloodline or something. You know, Harkin has a katana. Mm. That's like literally all this conjecture is based upon. Like maybe there is some like secret, but that doesn't make sense. I, don't I know. was thinking maybe the blades had kept a secret bloodline of um, septums. That's uh, all I could think of. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> I feel like this this one's pretty like vague. I don't know. Anyway, the next one is Arden Saul, which we already spoke about on the shivering isles podcast this is the mm. um powerful prophet from an earlier time in the shivering isles who the zealots and the manics have very different or the zealots and the heretics i should say have very different beliefs about um there's nothing too yeah uh crazy here but that's the other thing like half of these are also they're just the names of a law topic as well like they're not some of them aren't like theories necessarily but anyway i'd say go either. watch the shivering isles podcast and we'll just chunk along too are there some people who think that he owns the shivering isles and shield Gareth's like a fill-in yeah that would be yeah, one yeah, of the... yeah there's the idea that some people think he's like the kind of the new ruler who's not necessarily going to mantle him but he's kind of just like yeah more important have you guys already right? done mantling i don't want to explain i think that, that could even be <laughs> it's been... i think that is a topic or maybe we did. No, good. Yeah. But yeah, it's the heretics in the Shivering Isles that, that think Shea Gorath is just like a man that needs to be overthrown. Mm. Um, and then the zealots think that Arden Saul is a personification of Shea Gorath's mortality. So, <laughs> yeah. You never actually see him in no, game, right? No, no. no. Okay. He just has good. his like uh, temple thing in the city. Next is from the many-headed Talos, and that's a Michael Kirkbride <laughs> writing that actually predates Skyrim, but in Skyrim it was slightly modified and used as Heimsky's speech, you know, the whole like, Talos Stormcrown thing, <laughs> like, for yeah. I love you, and all that. <laughs> oh. It's pretty much the same writing, it's just slightly changed. Mm, and and this yeah. and that's the text it talks about turning the jungle 
getting rid of the jungle yeah. Yeah. they don't like it for a, he's like i see you hate jungle <laughs> therefore i'll get rid of it throughout all of Thanks, time lad. <laughs> that's a huge move yeah. then we move to hist biological supercomputers which um <laughs> i have i mean they, i mean yeah that's pretty standard i guess if you kind of boil it down to the idea that you know, there are there are texts that say the roots are all interconnected underneath the land, so it's kind of like a network. I think is what that's getting at. Yeah, I feel like it's it's like a yeah. metaphor for what the hist are, rather yeah. than uh, their actual supercomputers. And I guess the fact that they su- like suck up all the uh, the information and the knowledge of dead Argonians is an idea as well. Yeah. So I guess in that sense, mm. they're all uploading themselves onto the hist drive on the blockchain bro <laughs> don't worry scott hist we'll, coin. we'll get to lunar currency <laughs> lunar currency is on today's thing so oh there good go. uh i have no idea what that is but I'm uh, we get to um is it calixes i know calixes is Col- usually Colaxes. spelled with a y isn't it calaxes <laughs> tried to stop jagar is, the... is that the dude that was um uh... Uh, Uriel Septim the Seventh's other bastard son. Yeah, yeah. but he became uh, Archbishop. He, it was like it was like the Pope or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Archbishop. That's that's probably a more apt title than the Pope. Um, but there's not much on him outside. Didn't of... he? Uh, he like started. He wanted to overthrow the empire, oh, oh. and then he just he just vanished one yeah, day. This is rum- mysteriously. Rum- rumors began to spread that Calaxes believed the gods were angered by the state of the current empire and the emperor himself. It was even said that he advocated a full-scale rebellion to establish a theocracy over the empire. It, so- it sounds really like return of the Elysian Order kind of vibe thing. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, and then he disappeared. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. I think we all know what that means. Yeah. He got assassinated. But the theory there, <laughs> but the theory there is he tried to stop Jagarthan. So, I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't know how. Unless <coughs> in what world that would happen? Actually, I'm not. Does it line up? Hold on, I'll pull up it the doesn't, timeline. I, it doesn't. It doesn't. Well, his death date, I believe, doesn't exist. I'm pretty sure, off the top of my head, they write his death down as unless something of someone else as four nine eight. Four hundred nine. Yeah, yeah. And it's meant to be three nine. Well, they think, think it's meant to be three nine eight, and then other people think that four one eight actually is the better typo. Um. But it gets yeah because <laughs> that's Elder Scrolls law picking between because three nine eight I think in three nine eight the woman that the law piece with him where he's being interviewed or whatever someone's interviewing about it basically that woman would have been like sixteen in three nine eight and it wouldn't have made sense. Yeah, I was thinking before how crap Uriel Septon the seventh was as an emperor. <laughs> In Arena and Daggerfall, he gets, like, captured. And then... In Oblivion, he just gets killed at the start. Yeah, it's not He's the got, best like, all these bastard either. children. I'm like, oh, man, this guy's... I don't know if he's that great. I'm pretty sure he also got handed... If going through the dynasty, he got handed a decent, like, uh, empire at the time. Like, it wasn't, like, a crazy amount of strife or anything. Either, so... How do you go stuffing that up? Anyway. Next one. Yeah, I'm happy to move on to Portal to Sovngarde. God. so um in in mm. blood moon like before we even got to um skyrim or going to pool or anything there's a character called ufgar the unending who's basically like betrayed and cursed and turned into like an immortal like a living stone i think it was i can't quite lid uh i think there was a different there was a grove with three yeah. dudes got turned to stone yeah and that's Brody's grove and he's the guy that he owns um stormfang the lightning sort of great sword and so on but he actually has a quote 
where um, he was looking for Sovereign Guard with his um, friends. And it's, it's funny because it kind of makes out Sovereign Guard to seem like more like an unfamiliar kind of mystical place that they're going to find. But it could also be just metaphorical for they're going to die. But there's like... Um, Apparently, Grimkel, which is the wizard that betrayed them, he was attempting to create a magical portal to Sovngarde with, like, the hmm. Brodo's Grove and so on. But, um, yeah. Anyway, then he's immortal, immortal and he can't get to Sovngarde. So, he asks you to kill him. There's also him. there's also a lot of theories out there about Sovngarde just being a portal in, you know, Skyrim that you can actually go to and how it's strange that you can access it without actually dying. But I suppose that can be said of a lot of different realms and portals where people go to mm. when they die you end up going there in elder scrolls online or i mean you even go to the soul can in in skyrim so yeah and there's you people have been to far shores i'm pretty sure in the elsa expansion yeah. you go to the sands beyond the stars pretty how did sure. you get to in daggerfall you get the mantella which you have to get from ethereus they yeah that do you remember how you get there i don't remember i haven't played it it's i can never get it to work <laughs> it's kind of whack i think i can't quite remember because i know Sheogorath is there in front when you're going to find the mantella i'm pretty sure and it's it's look this is the thing i guess um <laughs> daggerfall's old in in terms of like even some of its like lore stuff i guess like things you know the lore evolves over time and so on so it's been like i don't know there's a, there's a lot of things in daggerfall that really don't apply anymore i guess hmm well, one thing about Sovngarde, do, do you do you guys subscribe to the idea that like Sovngarde is just where every Nord goes when they dies? Or is it just like the idea that it's the greatest of Nords who I, go there? I mean, I've actually noticed like later on this list, there is something that re- refers to their like Kelpic army. But I subscribe to the idea that like Sovngarde is of like the sort of great Nords that like die in battle or whatnot to actually be the army for sure in the next Calpert. Yeah, like where he that. rallies the best soldiers, yeah. which makes you think that for most Nords... You don't actually get to go to Sovereign Guard. So the idea that they're, you know, you got Ulfgaard trying to get there, perhaps, you know, perhaps it's a very select group of people who can actually visit the place. It, it, Isn't that what the Hall of Valor is, the select part? Sorry, what was that? Well, I, yeah, I guess, I guess that's where they meet and feast. But uh, yeah, like you don't get you to see to the entire in, realm. <laughs> to get in there, you have to prove yourself by defeating Sun. Yeah, so maybe oh, the right. rest of Sovngarde is a place where everyone else can chill out, but you just don't get to go in the Hall of Valor unless you're... So there's a VIP section for the for the best warriors. Yeah, yeah then, pretty much. And then the rest just, you know, the yeah, plebs. Sun is just a bouncer for eternity. <laughs> <laughs> Not the best deal. Well, let's move to the next... How, how do you guys keep track of where you are on this? With um, great I've, I've got it open and I'm just I, scrolling to, I the, literally to haven't, the top. I haven't moved it at all, and it's just like I can never figure out where we are. So, Alt- oh, there we go. Okay. Oh God, yeah. Altmeri commentary on Talos, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure this is just Kirkbride's little writing about the Thalmor. Yeah, to kill man um, is to reach heaven, and all yeah. of that. It doesn't actually talk about. It doesn't mention the Thalmor, does it? It's Altmeri, um, right. but. When you read the the text, I don't think it actually. People say it's about the Thalmor, and I mean that makes sense. But the text, you know, to reach to kill man is to reach heaven from where we came before the doom drums iniquity. When we accomplish this, we can escape the mockery and long shame of the material prison. And then the three goals are up: erase Talos from the mythic, remove man from the world, and the pass- pattern of possibility. And with Talos and the sons of Talos removed, the dragon will become ours to unbind. So. I guess the part where you tie that to the Falmor is the fact that they, you know, even if they weren't behind it, they're kind of enacting it, right, at the moment. 
Yeah, it's, it's by the whole, getting rid of Talos worship. Yeah, it's the principles yeah. of undoing creation and going back to being floaty spirits in Ethereus, essentially. Which sounds mad. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds kind of boring. Sounds so know. boring. <laughs> it sounds so boring. Imagine you just like, I'm returning to this jelly unspecified state where I just kind of float around and have... No, yeah, it's like it's what's the right concept dude. of anything? <laughs> Maybe Falmore agent exposed, Drew. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's it's why you see that meme where they're like, "Why don't you just kill yourself, then, dude?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, Creatia, <laughs> Creatia. I think this is like yeah. the broad thing. I've always thought about this. This is chaotic Creatia. Yeah, chaotic Creatia is in Oblivion, I yeah. believe. Yeah, is Creatia. Just, just Creatia ever mentioned anywhere? Um, I'm I guess that's not. what it could be referring to. I maybe feel like Creatia like is like matter, basically. Maybe the non-Padamaic version of Creatia. Like if there's an, an Anuic version of Creatia or something is what it's yeah, referring I feel like, to. Yeah, I feel like it's like matter and antimatter. That's mm. what I imagine. It's, it's like a definable thing that you use to create stuff. Which could be yeah. just a reference maybe to the it's, dream sleeve. It's what the ideal masters did. They found an area of chaotic creation and then built the soul can. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess it's uh it's like the building blocks of that's, stuff. That's what I think, right? It's kind of just like particles or atoms or something. If you were to try and make it scientific. You could just really go like they're metaphysical building blocks, really. But like, then yeah, it's just But cool. then it's gonna get weird when you get down to adrons and daedrons, and then it's kinda like uh, <laughs> <what>? <laughs> But we'll Daedrons and Daedrons. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. Wait, aren't they just reference Daedrons? Isn't that just the singular form for them? Of a Daedra. Uh, or Daedroths. Because I think there was Daedra is the plural or something. Daedroth. I thought he was making an electron joke. Yeah, well, I know. No, Daedrons and about like the particles that make up them. Like the Boys, atoms we'll of Daedra we'll and Daedrons and okay, Daedrons right, are right, on the list today. I've had like four hours sleep. It's like night in the morning. <laughs> let's let's Sorry, take it dude, You're still dreaming. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's like Dro Dro Jizad, which sounds like that, a yeah, isn't it? Rumor vaguely, it's something like uh, just a Khajiit prophecy kind of thing. Yeah, is it? About, I think it's the. I saw something that it's like the Khajiit kind of parallel to the Nerevarine prophecy, but not. It's not obviously not the same prophecy because the same things haven't happened. But like partially, like their savior is the Dro Jizad. But there's no like elaboration there's on like it. There's like such that's, little that's information on on it. It's it's very yeah. like, you know, I think it was mentioned somewhere once. Is it in reference to Dro Zero, like uh, being? I thought that, but I it I don't think so, right? Because uh, of the spelling. I mean the wi- I mean, the wiki the wiki says the prophecies of Dro uh, Zad are comparable to the Nerevine prophecies, and may be tangentially connected on the Drozira page. Yeah, but Drozira is, like, different. Is it? Yeah, I feel like we're just seeing two foreign names and be like, oh, they're the same. Well, Drozira no, is no, what saying Wolfarth, make... like, road. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but that's... Well, I mean, that kind of pulls them in a little I mean, bit more to the Nerevarine prophecy, like, proximity-wise. Like, Yeah, Drozira is, like, origin stories kind of, like, being a chosen cat, essentially. And if there is any so, sort of, like, you mm. know, re-coming of... I mean, of, I mean, like, look, here's, here's the actual text that it's from, right? Which is the hope of the Redoran. And it says, There are still other prophecies kept secret, from the prophecies of Drojizad in Elsewhere and the Nerevarine in Morrowind to the Elder Scrolls themselves. And then it goes on to talk about other stuff. So it's kind of just, like, a, almost a throwaway line of here's this cool elsewhere Khajiit prophecy, but 
We don't really know much about it. Is that literally I'm it? pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> Good. I'm pretty sure. Why is it? I feel like they just, someone searched every word and every Reddit theory and just went yeah, just based on this. <laughs> I feel like if you were going to go down any rabbit hole with it, it could be, I, I would say Drozira is the best mix. It's only because like, you know, being um, associate like in the Battle of Red Mountain kind of thing and being called as a referential to Narrow Ring stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. but yeah. All right. Move on. We move to... Hist Sap. Hist Sap Massacres. Mm. Hell yeah. I don't know what that is, but uh, that's I can <laughs> only think of um, theories relating to the massacre that takes place in Elder Scrolls for Oblivion for the Fighters Guild quest with Blackwood. You know how they make you ingest the Hist yeah. Sap from the tree they smuggled in? And, and then you go mm -hmm. and massacre Water's Edge. And they all look like goblins to you. Nah, dude, they're just <laughs> yeah. goblins, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you go on a goblin killing spree and it turns out they're people. Um, yeah, I was thinking about uh, in the Greg Keys books mm. when they summon Umbriel, the Hist summon Umbriel through, and like uh, Umbriel basically destroys Lilmoth and a few other places. Yeah, that's what I'd heard but that I, as well. But there's not. I much. don't think any saps involved though. It's just the yeah. Hist. Well, there are yeah, there are th theories about it with with Water's Edge. Like, um, gosh, what is the? I remember people saying something like it. It was like test. It was a test for. The, the sap that they would feed like the Argonians when the Oblivion crisis happened. This is like some crazy non-confirmed random theory that I just came across once. But isn't that because isn't the Hist sap anyway like it's supposed to have adverse effects on non-humans like Argonians it's No, fine. no, but like you it can it'll yeah, happen yeah. to you if you are an Argonian. Yeah. I feel like that's an example of a game limitation. Me too, you know, but, consider but it. that that um <laughs> that's the basis of a lot of theories, I guess. Uh, the coda, the coda was like, oh, <laughs> I can't be bothered doing yeah. this. Um, there's the scroll of Adomfa, which I don't really know anything about, and I don't think anyone mm. really does. I'm pretty sure it's there was this, I think a forum-based roleplay thing, I think between Kirkbride and Ted Peterson. Where they were like riding between each other as different characters, and one of them's like, "Please give me the scroll of a dumpfer, please." <laughs> like, and and the other it's, one's it's like, a "No." Who's holding it, right? Yeah, like the guy who's got the it's from uh, the Sigic who have the scroll, right? But there's no mention of what the scroll is about. I, I can't even remember if it's Sigic, but I definitely there's no answer of what is the scroll of a dumpfer. I think it's just like a. I've ne I've never heard of it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> real help. <laughs> Adra are evil and I think this is kind of just referring to Mankar Cameron's kind of view of, yeah. of things where Lorcan was betrayed he was like the prince of his own realm but betrayed by the other like you what serpents, we call yeah. Adra the, and uh, that they're actually the bad guys which is a fun theory to be honest like I kind of quite like uh, his view of things isn't there a book Mankar as well like a, I think it could be a book called Sithis or something like that that talks about how the Adra like couldn't handle being nothing in stasis and began to carve out their own identities and have their own like which in, in itself is kind of like an egoic motive right yeah I guess and so. stuff I, I don't know it, it can go pretty pretty weird it goes as deep as you well, want because you know go. that theory goes in that theory goes along with the idea that you know Mehrin's Dagon was kind of the good guy in in like with, with the league situation is that he was created to stop tyranny <laughs> but then he chose to overthrow the tyranny of the Aedra yeah, right. you know by by messing up the whole 
continent or whatever you want to call it the parallel place yeah yeah nords don't have souls <laughs> if you get this one <laughs> is there any basis for this theory the only <laughs> thing i can possibly think of is you know how so they're like their idea rather than if you take the sort of like evolutionary kind of vibe thing where it's like in the migrations of the wandering elnafay and they sort of be, you know trickle down and trickle down and become like the races of man there's in nordic mythology there's the whole idea that kind breathed them onto the throat of the world and created them kind of so i wonder if it's kind of pulling on that sort of idea that they're like created things as opposed to i, I don't know if that really makes you know what I mean? As opposed to the other ones that were just wandering Elnafay that continually bred and bred and bred <laughs> until they became um, more <laughs> mundane away from the spiritual forms. Like they had to resort to, they couldn't create anymore with their own power. They had to resort to procreation. Like that's how all of the uh, Elnafay and stuff ended up. You know, the Adra that weren't the Adra that could go and be the earth bones and, and such like that. All I can think of is if you kill a Nord... You can capture their soul with a black soul gem. Myth busted. Yeah. There is a character in Mor- Morrowind, um, some xenophobic Dunmer, of course, who says like, oh, do Nords even have souls? I don't know. So, or, or who can say yeah, or something like name. that. So it could just be a cheeky reference to her. Yeah. All right. That's it. Half of this is like deep lore. Half of it's like crazy stuff. And half of it's like real goofy Sh- just yeah. actual law references yeah. like uh thalmor, thalmor did void knights that's a pretty easy one like the idea that they made the the uh, moons disappear oh. in order to gain the um yeah to get well, they, they to cl- into this onto they, their side didn't they claim that they brought the moons yeah. back yeah the moons just came back and they're like oh, that was us dude yeah 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 i, I i'm not 100 percent sure on exactly what happened but i know that the eso elsewhere expansion has all of the kind of aligning the moons with these this like contraption or whatever and it's kind of the whole storyline is traveling the path of jode um so it's kind of like there's i've seen connections between that and the void knights that whatever technology if you can call it that mm. that was used in that expansion is what the falmor might have used to mess with the moons for, for the void knights yeah. but yeah. i don't know why i just get the vibe like i just get the vibe that um they they don't know why they disappeared and they actually just when they came back, they're like, yeah, we did that. A bit yeah, more same as the like crisis, right? It's same as the, the crisis. crisis. I guess yeah. that's why. Because, you know. I feel like if they actually brought the moons back, then they probably did cause it. It's like yeah. Al Malexia causing all those issues in Mournhold. Mm. She created these problems so that she could then fix them. And everyone's like, oh, you fixed the problems. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they... But if, if the if the moons just vanished, I, I doubt they uh, brought it back. Yeah. Brought yeah. It back. I mean, they, they say they did it with what? Dawn magics, which is pretty obscure. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Mm, dubious. All right. <laughs> Yakuda never sank. Oh, Drew. <laughs> I think we, we were talking about, about this, this. For like yeah, we 30 minutes about... at the pub. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We were at the pub because I said, um, like, there, there's a fight. couple of people who said, well, there's one person who says <laughs> that Yakuda's like ships travel to and from Yakuda, right? The lighthouse dude in, uh, Anvil. in Anvil in Oblivion. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I feel, in my opinion, I reckon that's a mistake, but that's just my opinion anyway. Because I don't know, there's just so much, so much shit that says that it sank, and it's like, where are all the travelers, man? Like, how do we not know more about the place? I imagine Yukuda kind of like a nuke zone, 
where it's like it's still there it's just completely destroyed and ruined and half sunken in like a place you can't well, live that's like, yeah imagine if australia all of a sudden 75 percent of it got covered by water and there's only like bits of land left but you might you would probably refer to that place as oh australia still but like what's left of it in the same way you could kind of go oh yakuta and there could just be you know a few islands or something like some of the mountain yeah. tops are sticking out of the water still but a lot of it's like you can just sunk or something yeah, yeah. they are still sticking out that's it. <laughs> yeah if yeah, you well, stand in you in eso it, if you stand on the shore of uh like the most western part of Daggerfall and look to the horizon you can see like little mountainy uh, silhouettes yeah but that's like but should you be able the, to see that far across the sea Probably well, not. Well, the other map, thing is, like, you can walk across the continent in 20 minutes, so... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The-, the only other problem with it is, is the direction is, like, it's more likely, you know, this is really... I don't mean it is, but it's more likely um, at Mora than it is Yakuda in terms of direction, because it's, like, if you if you put up the map of, like, uh, <laughs> the, re- the Red Guard map, it's, like, north, basically, of right, Daggerfall. Right. If um, you look at the sun and the shadows coming oh, in... Right. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, look, I, I've got... <laughs> well, I mean, there's a video that goes all into this anyway, but... Um, I yeah, did a video on, on the... Sandbank, which is kind oh, of okay. silly, but that's a, a book in... But still, ESO you, you can look at a lot of the lore, like like Drew was saying, a lot of the lore examples, like, it's it's kind of like if you weigh them all up, there's some that refer to Yakuta still being a place, but, like, I would say that the majority don't. Well, Kirkbride has the idea that they kind of land on some nearby island i think like because there's a few islands like akos kazars and things like that which um supposedly are still there but other people refer to it as like lost and lamented so yeah, it can go either way but yeah. i guess you know i guess what you'll probably never know that. yeah <laughs> i mean there's there's also the concept that it's just completely a metaphor and that it didn't actually sink based yeah. on all the terminology of them using like um things to do with oceans and sea and and water and stuff i kind of i prefer that for old meris because it makes a lot of sense with their culture whereas with with yakudans and red guards like they they're not really changing from their culture they want to be as much like yakudans as possible for the most part Mm. um so the metaphor for me at least i don't know find it doesn't stick quite the same way it does with the old mary sundering which which is cool but the Yakutans came uh, from boats to Hammerfell, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there would have to be somewhere for them to come from in the first place. Yeah, yeah. well, the, the first wave came about 12 years before this, like, if we get into it soon, the new king of Yakuta. But that was about 12 years before the new king supposedly happened, is when yeah. Frandar came. Because there was a couple and of waves. And then, and then yeah, like you'd expect. My, my biggest thing is it wasn't like every single Yakuta and up and left instantly. It's like they let, uh, waves of them left over a bit of time. But there still should be a lot of people left. Like I'm sure not everyone could manage to, you know, get on their own boat. If Yakuta was still there. So there, I would think there would still have to be a big continent of people there. What if they came from like a previous a... cowpot? <laughs> Uh, yeah, there's so- <laughs> that it's also like a Chernobyl kind of episode. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. It's, it's like a nuke zone. It's, yeah, it's yeah. like it, if you look at it like that we, it, with Chernobyl, there was like a, a load of people just living rurally nearby, and the the police come by and like you got to get out of here, and they're like, nah, we're chilling with our cows, <laughs> and we're not going anywhere. Yeah, I think there's a garbage truck outside my house. <laughs> I can't hear anything. I didn't. Hear okay, it, good. So, yeah. It's like the dude cleaning your windows last week. <laughs> oh, <my God>. oh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my god 
No, it's funny. Magical uh, okay. language. What do we think? What? Is it referring to the language that's used in Shalador's writings? Yeah, could be. It's it's like a just a made up language that doesn't seem to uh, <laughs> connect to anything in real life or any like races in in the Elder Scrolls. I feel like it's such yet. A- some people have decrypted them. I'm like, how? How did you decrypt a language that doesn't exist in a fake world or a real world? I mean, people do it. Leave it. Leave it to Elder Scrolls fans to do that. It's, I don't the know. other thing it could be is it could be referring to the use of language and magical applications of it. So obviously, like we were talking uh, in a different podcast about like protonymics and and um, neonymics, is it? But basically, like yeah. in I mean, there's the phrase of spells and incantations for those with the talents to cast them. But that mm-hmm. kind of implies that speech is involved in certain magic. You know, you need to say certain phrases or words. It's obviously not a well, gameplay there's... function. And there's the silence spell as well, yeah. which you can take metaphorically and just means you know it silences them from casting spells or mm. does it actually stop them from speaking and therefore they can't access certain magic i'm not sure there's also the thumb which is kind of like a literal language like speaking stuff happens yeah. as well but i don't think it's referring nah, to probably not it's put magico with l in the end but it's it's vague enough that it can just apply to too many things <laughs> i was gonna say it, a lot of those a lot of these things like that all right martin yeah. mantled akatosh you wanted to speak about mantling didn't you camel <laughs> do you reckon he did though there was an avatar of akatosh right mm. yeah I, what does that even mean an avatar of akatosh I I, hey. I I i sort of always interpret it as like him and you know how the the amulet of kings has like the it's like the oversoul of past emperors and stuff like that they sort of use that in this one big superpower thing to be an avatar of akatosh but it's related to the idea that there's a pact between them with the the dragon um, bloodline and stuff so it rather kind of like i feel like his ability to become an avatar of akatosh wasn't like a mantling thing but just as sort of a ultimate resolution of the long like you know millennia long um pact uh the covenant they made i i don't really because yeah there's there's more to akatosh than just the power of the amulet of kings and you know so <laughs> simply put if martin mantled akatosh is doing a he's doing a shit job because the empire is not getting a good <laughs> a good uh go of the yeah. timeline yeah, yeah but i he's mean got a lot of other projects to work on you know he was in lord of the rings he was in you know he's dying in about every show he's in you know <laughs> it's not really effective um, yeah, phys- physically, when it happens, you're like, "Oh my god, he mantled him!" But if you think about it, he hasn't. He hasn't recreated uh, Katosha's historical. Yeah, he hasn't uh, doings at all. He just went <laughs> snapped an amulet and turned to a, a Yu Gi Oh dragon. All right, Scar. Are you... And this is yeah, Camel. Sorry. Camel made a video about uh, different mm. uh, wacky creatures recently, and I'm, I believe Scar would have been one of them. <clears throat> yeah, the yeah. Emperor Crab, the big old big Emperor crab crab boy. Crab. He got, I can't remember who killed him, someone Claren, a Dunma dude. Because if you go to Alderun in, in Morrowind, yeah, there's Scar's carapace is the, um, I can't remember it's called, Underscar, like the, the mana district of the city. It's yeah. huge. And uh, this Dunma dude killed it with a, it, it's de- like a shell is described as like impenetrable, can't be scratched, damaged, whatever. And this guy got a spear and killed can't it. Can't you find the I'm staff? Like, How? Isn't there a, isn't it like a staff in the Elder Scrolls yeah, Online? Yeah, in ESO, there's a spear. You can get it. It's in the video if yeah. you want to see it. <laughs> that's, uh, it's called Calderas. Yeah, it. Weirdly. Do, um, 
And then after, it's kind of out of canon stuff. And have you seen like that artwork of, um, of, and a little bite-sized piece of like, I think it's fan lore kind of thing. That the idea that House Renarin actually resurrected Scar to fight against the Dramora uh, invasions in Oblivion. Yeah, Crisis. that was Kirkbride stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a really cool I don't know idea. If they, yeah, I don't know if they actually resurrected it, but they were trying to. Yeah, well, there's this big, there's a, the picture itself. I'm not sure if it's someone else's picture based on Kirkbride's writing or what. But um, Kirkbride had one concept art for it from Morrowind. And it's massive. Like, that. that's why the guy killing it with a spear, I'm like, how? Its head is, like, 50 meters off the ground. Yeah. How did you kill I it? Think, I think they took that drawing and then someone's... I've seen one with, like, Daedra or and stuff around fighting in. Them. Oh, okay. Yeah. But um, it's a cool idea. And I also feel like I can kind of headcanon mm-hmm. that because it doesn't um, interfere with anything else because Morrowind gets, you know, blown up. So it doesn't really matter. You know what I mean? But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway... I don't think there's anything else about Scar there. It's literally just that big emperor crap. Yeah. yeah. Okay, monotheism. So, I guess just... Uh, that would be talking about Moruk, wouldn't it? I can't think of any other examples. Yeah, outside of Elysian just... Order kind of era yeah. stuff. Yeah. So... Unless all, like, or maybe the all maker. For the, I've heard for the I've heard someone explaining to... Uh, I think on an old video I made too, but like... The skull, it's kind of a distinction between animism and monotheism. Like, they believe, like, spirits are in kind of everything, whereas monotheism is being, like, the one kind mm. of great... True only one god. true god. Yeah. Um, and, and already the Allmaker has the adversary. Like, there's already a duality there. Like, an, an acknowledged being and stuff. And then they have, like, other, you know, bits and pieces to it as well. Whereas, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't think it exactly applies or make, but I guess close enough. But yeah, I think we'd be referring mainly to um, the Elysian Order and their belief in in what they just called the One, which is their one big great god, which is like the closest thing, like I said, to the Godhead, I guess. The idea that they were the closest to being, I guess, correct, but that's not exactly how it works because myth matters in the Elder Scrolls. So, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What have we got? What's next? Um, Connorick Connorick equals Glamoril Glamoril Yeah Glamoril Oh that's a So Glamoril is the the, It's meaning secret of life Gift of life Yeah something like that Yeah Uh, Did Shalador steal it from Akatosh? Shalador was was creating it wasn't he? Yeah it was a powerful artifact created by Archmage Shalador Oh but he stole the gift of life from Akatosh Or something like that yeah, and he hid it in uh, lab- Labyrinthian. Yeah, yeah so right? people would say, like, you know how you got to go back in time, you get the wooden mask, you go get all the masks, and then you mm. get Konarik and so on. And Konarik, like, when you die, you... Um, gives you health. Yeah, or close gives you health. You get a little bit of health, yeah. And it, I feel in, like that's a Involving pretty... time also makes sense with Akatosh, like the wooden mask and yeah. stuff. But I don't... When you read about Glam- a... Glamoral, it sounds way cooler than Connery. I was going to say, that's a crappy artifact if that yeah, is actually Glamour. It sounds way <laughs> cooler than a mask. But I guess we're talking about, it's the it's the uh, separation of like lore and um, and gameplay things. Like so many yeah. Skyrim especially, so many of them are shitty compared to their lore, t- what they talked about in the lore. Like I kind of quite like this theory just because like if you, if you treat it as the lore versus the shitty game representation mm. of it, because it has to work within gameplay mechanics. Uh, yeah. so. There's just other artifacts that are, are cooler and not given the same prestige, I guess. Like, um, Glamoral, I think it was Glamoral, like, Shalador was so obsessed with it. He was, like, just not even talking to his wife. Like, he was just so, 
mm, it was like the da vinci code for him he and he couldn't crack it right it wasn't he did he wanted it for like immortality i think and he could just never figure it out the other thing to sort of go against this is kind of the timing like you you would think that like building a dragon mask priest mask and so on would happen during the time of the dragon cult but like the dragon cult was uh pretty sure it's all gone before the first era it's like dying out in the first era harold i think king harold gets rid of the rest of it or something in 118 i think vaguely can't remember the exact date i'll find it um, Conoric means warlord one, i think 140 so in year <laughs> one doesn't make in much e sense <laughs> in the year 140 of uh of first era harold's forces stumble upon and attack fall host the last stronghold of the dragon cult so when it's like got Shalador and stuff, who I think is a little bit later, even um, it doesn't really make sense that he's making a dragon priest mask. Plus, isn't there hiding it? There's lots of other theories about Konarik and who was wearing it, and like if it was Falok the Jailer and this and like uh, yeah, yeah. There's enough shade there for that for me not to take that as like a super confirmed. Oh, it is glamoral. Yeah. Well, Konarik Con means warlord. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's more of a title rather than it was a sing like the name of a person. It was whoever wore that was Connery. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rather than the mask being named after the priest. Um. All right. Next one. Emperor from the West. No uh, clue. Well, West is Yakuta, and let's talk about emperors of Yakuta. I, I was thinking lot, maybe it's it? referencing uh, Akavir, and the Emperor from the West is an Emperor from Tamriel that went over, but. Oh, I don't okay. know. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Who was that dude? The Uriel Seppin, the fifth, the fifth, the fifth right? Yeah. That guy, the guy that vanished. Yeah, yeah, that's, it, could that's be. it. That's all I got. <laughs> could be. But it, there's really yeah, nothing. There is that you whole... can go and research it. You're not gonna find much. You can, you can kind of get into that whole theory that he goes over there, but you know, he he supposedly died, but maybe, maybe he survived and is now leading the. Is it the Capotan? The uh, the. Uh, tiger dragons or whatever and he's gonna you know there was an idea that he was gonna fly back to tamriel yeah and reclaim his western empire but i don't think that would be a legitimate like a good theory unless todd ha only because todd howard released his notes and that was a, a like mm. a concept yeah, for I was it gonna say. Like, outside of that it, i don't really think it has much to go on but I like, it could even be uh, maybe uh, the remnants of Yakuta are still there and there's a undead emperor from the west um, <laughs> emperor hero or whatever like you know yeah from Yakuta, but uh, yeah. Okay. Unstars. Unstars. Un I think I brought this up in last podcast. Yeah. They're just like stars that, the, that look like stars, the but they're not. <laughs> yeah. And I think this. Yeah. Didn't you say that was what the serpent? Yeah, like a serpent constellation like, yeah. moving around in the yeah, sky. Yeah, that's or yeah. Okay. Like I'm glad you guys are here because I was like, yeah, it's ringing a bell. I don't know what it is. Uh, we got four people. Someone's yeah. gonna latch that's, on. That's to the advantage. The more, the merrier for this stuff. Let's push to Dwemer. Yeah, <laughs> Dwemer language encrypted. Beep, 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 beep. What do you guys think? I mean, isn't that just the oh, that? people like decoding Dwemer language and like what it means and spell? You see it everywhere. But people is, trying to. But isn't that saying that? Do you mean like translation? Kind of, but isn't it? Because that's easy. But that's why I would think it's like—is it saying that Dwemer language itself is encrypted? Like, there's a code for like maybe it's true meaning of. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, even I, if you yeah, direct I, translate, I you right. still can't understand their secrets. Like, for example, <clears throat> you know, um, the uh, the plans, the uh, like, of divine metaphysics or whatever that you give to Jaeger and Bagan, and he says, "No, nah, I'm not going to read it because I don't think you." Why, if Dwemer language was easy enough to, you know, translate, could they? Could he not just translate? So this it? is what I'm trying to get at. Like, people have translated it everywhere, but it's kind of gibberish or it doesn't make sense. Yeah. So it's like, well. 
I guess maybe it is yeah. encrypted. Anyway, mm, could just be. Do language is hard to know. understand? <laughs> Not much of a crazy theory there. Um, Daedric Lorcan, Drew. I mean, yeah, we've we kind of like touched <laughs> on this with a bunch of different type of subjects already, but you know, Mankar kind of poses the idea that um, Nern is his realm of oblivion. Which, if you look deep into it, you can kind of just about justify anything really like it makes sense that he could be um the daedric prince of nern and he was just you know kind of had it all stolen from him and that, that's why you know his heart is the heart of the world because they can't exist without each other and all of that stuff okay yeah also everyone's face stopped at the exact same moment i was like oh shit sh- i guess i'm frozen no i was like that's way better than anything i could have come up with that. <laughs> anybody know what myth echoes are I have seen it referenced plenty of times, but it's the one thing that I kind of like vaguely kind of, like I take quite literally like echo. I don't, I don't know if it's kind of like a referring, this is a complete guess. So I'm not, you know how there's the idea of like previous Kalpas and stuff like that. You know, how this idea that in a previous Kalpa, say like Molag Bal was a dreg or something. Does like, does the, the king of the dregs or whatever, and his carapace kind of, you know, created the ruddy man. Is the ruddy man like a myth echo? It's an echo of a, a previous time do you know what i mean that's affecting the current maybe like with umaril as well kind yeah. of it, it, things that endure over the kalpas could be considered Myth you know echoes. mythic echoes i want to look i can't even it. find a find a link to any anything look let's see what the uh law community actually specifically yeah while you do it because i was like looking up as many of these as possible and i just thought it leads kind of nowhere so i'm mm. like screw it We'd, i'd rather we just wing it <laughs> together Sithis's own nemesis some would be talos stormcrown he's even depicted slaying the serpent and his myth echoes are renowned dragon slayers i don't know what does that mean his myth echoes are renowned oh, dragon it slayers. was just a forum post Sorry, who- but this is where you get this is where it takes you yeah i i i kind of a uh, like, I don't know even if you could go, like, you know, stretch it to, like, Pelennor being, a, like, a, a myth echo of, you know, like, or any Shezarine, really, of, you know, Shazar or Lorcan or whatever that is, like, the, the myth and then the echoes in the... I'm, I'm ready know, to next avatars this one. And, yeah, I'm ready to next it. Yeah, myth echoes in. <laughs> go screw. Mud crabs can speak. A much better topic. I guess oh, this is one of the merchant can. in Morrowind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. that... I always, in my head canon, he's not a mud crab, and he's like something else that's, that's been turned into for. like cursed. Yeah, because uh, he's an alcoholic. Yeah, too. it would make sense if Shea the, Gorath, the yeah. only thing he actually sells himself is old booze. And when you speak to him, he's like, "Yeah, I'm pissed." <laughs> he's smashed. He's just some depressed dude that's been turned into a yeah. mud crab. Yeah. Um, yeah, it just stinks of Daedric uh, mischief. Could even be like a Telvanni mm-hmm. wizard did it to him because isn't he kind of around that area? Can't remember. He's in uh, Azura's coast. Yeah, that's kind of Telvanni yeah. area. So it could be like a Telvanni wizard. I think, I think it's down... I could probably find it in-game, to be honest. Yeah. I used to run there all the time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Talos ate all the dragons. Okay. Um... Next, <laughs> I, I don't know if I, I don't know if that's the idea. And see, like this is another example of like there were. I it sort of seems like dragons were around and about in sort of Daggerfall era lore, and they weren't like this kind of like because the whole idea that there was like ancient dragons that are all dead and now they've come back. So maybe it's kind of the idea that when um, Talos was sort of created, that he ate all the dragons or something. 
I don't know. I think there was, I think there's two dragons. Uh, in Battlespire, there's a dragon in Battlespire. It's dead, but you arrive just after the Daedra come in. Yeah. And there's a note saying like, oh no, the Daedra are coming in. I'm going to tr- use my pet dragon. And it's name's like Dragoon or something. Yeah. It's- and then you just find a skeleton. And then there's one in Redguard too. Yeah, Nephalologus. Yes. And the same thing Which as- um, I think are all third era games. Is Oh, it's something, it's got some weird name that reminds me of Scat. It's like Skakmat or something in Daggerfall. <laughs> The dragon, yeah, the yeah, green yeah, that's dra- the Nilfaga's <laughs> yeah. pet dragon, but it's but and it's been later rationalized as not a real dragon. I think, I don't know. Look, this is where you get the conflict of like Daggerfall era lore <laughs> and more sort of post Morrowind era lore. It kind of did have a little mm. bit of a soft reboot, like yeah. So you always got to, you know. What about yeah? Parthenax never died, right? Yeah, well he, he stuck around. Yeah, exactly. But I guess that's all Skyrim era lore. Oh, and then there's the Elder Scrolls Online. Yeah, the there's a bunch of dragons in that. Yeah, in the whole. Well, there's the three. Classes. I think there's three dragons here. Yeah. I yeah, think we can red button that theory. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, tonal architecture, uh, I guess, is something that we're all probably pretty familiar with. The Dwemer's uh, superpowers and how they kind of could shape and bend reality and physics to do what they want. Elder Scrolls Online did expand upon it a bit and make it less mysterious and more like, here's our tonal resonators, here's our tools, here's how this works a bit more. Like, especially, you remember the calling thing mm. with the helmet and like, a lot yeah, of their powers first... got explained. Yeah. The what thing with the helmet? Well, originally the, the calling when, earlier lore, the calling was sort of like this idea that, oh, the Dwemer are all telepathic, right? And they could re- talk to each other. But lately, later in ESO lore, I think they added an item, which is um, basically like right? a headset, basically. Yeah. So it's like a Dwemer headset and that's how they're communicating over long distances and stuff. And they like, oh, some have called it the calling. <laughs> so like calling yeah. on the telephone. Like, it's like a telephone uh, helmet. It all reminds... Yeah, tonal attenuators, I think they're called. Yeah. Just a big old pair of Sennheisers. <laughs> it makes you think of like the that crazy scientist in Back to the Future. <laughs> it's just something he would invent. Yeah. This big crazy hat with like spinning satellites on it yeah. and stuff. Yeah, he was just a Dwemer who was in an outer world at the at the time when the disappearance happened. <sighs> I'd believe it. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, place. Siege of Eleanor which is uh, Tiber Septum using the Numidium to finally conquer the Somerset Isles. And there's all the stuff where it's kind of like caused a dragon break and there's like the actual proper siege of Eleanor was like thousands of years or many, many, uh, like a long periods of time. So that's why the, the Thalmor especially have such like a hatred for our idea because it's not just a simple like, oh, came and we like, you know. Well, doesn't, that, doesn't it play into up. like um, Kirkbride's idea of landfall as well? Like the idea yeah. that the Numidian was sent into the future and that there's these like mirror logicians or some <clears throat> weird Alma thing, people fighting against the Numidian constantly like through, through yeah. time to like keep it away. It gets super anime. Yeah. Is Landfall that fifth era theory thing where like Nerns gets destroyed? Yeah, it's like related to like Coda. It's, it's the event that like Nerns destroyed and basically the, um, the Khajiit and Dunma go off to the moon and then like <laughs> they've built colonies under the moon and it gets kind of whack <laughs> all right <laughs> it's also doesn't help that it's kind of like unfinished like coda is basically it's like a comic script and there's some art for it and pieces but it's just not kind of made into a thing and because it's a comic script as well you like you don't get as much kind of narration as you'd expect like from reading a book or something so because it's supposed to be pictures and and we should get Kirkbride on this podcast to help us with this list he'd know everything on it <laughs> yeah take us 10 <laughs> yeah, minutes he, he to get wrote it all <laughs> yeah all right all right 
the Eye of Argonia. Oh, that's just the and the game that was going to be made. I think after Red God. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was after. Red. I think you're right. There yeah. was another one as well that was going to be in Elsewhere. I think it's called Paradise Sugar or something. Because it was going to be El- Oh, Sugar Paradise. It's oh man, I can't remember what it is. Yeah. So it's like Elder Scrolls Adventures. <laughs> the Eye of Argonia was one of the planned sort of sequels. And it's a jewel. Mm. The actual Eye of Argonia isn't it a jewel? I don't know if there is actually much on it outside of like you can imagine it being some Indiana Jones esque kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, it's but... it's referenced in Tribunal in Morrowind. You like sneak into this dude's house and you find this basement where they're printing all this propaganda, and he's like, "What are you doing here?" And you're like, "I'm looking for the Eye of Argonia." <laughs> you can say that as a response. Yeah, it's it's an artifact um, said to it. be the priceless king's jewel of ancient Black Marsh. Yeah, is there a, that, a yeah? Source? The source is dialogue. Um, with uh, Drikius, who runs the Dragon Tail Inn um, in yeah. Redguard. All right. It belongs in an Imperial City Museum, <laughs> is what the character believes. It says when t- Todd Howard writes <laughs> the yeah, whole thing. That'd be right. <laughs> when talking to Drikius, a conversation about the Eye of Argonia comes up between him, Cyrus, and Tobias. This was a teaser to the planned sequel, um, but never, mm. you know, never made it. All right. Next, we have... Yeah, I've lost my place on this massive list as well. The, the Walking Ways. The, uh, walking ways. Uh, the Walking Ways. Oh. Mm, yeah. The Many Ways of Achieving. Is there six? Six Walking Ways? Yeah. Sorry? Six yeah. Walking Ways. Is there six? Yeah. So, well, like, the, the six Walking Ways, all the different paths um, to, to enlightenment stuff. Divinity, but right? Once again, I feel like it, a lot of this gets vague. It's, like, from certain... Like, it's a lot of related to, like, Vivek's sort of whack stuff. Whereas, like... I feel like there's more than six ways or sometimes there's less than because like, you know what I mean? Like it's it's one sort of perception of it, but yeah. I remember, uh, yeah, the six walking ways, there was one where whatever you did means you achieved Chim. Mm-hmm. But then one of the other walking ways was just Chim. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> what does this mean? You can have, uh, then there's uh, Mantling, there's the Sigic Endeavor, uh, the Scarab that becomes the new man is the the Amaranth. Yeah, the person that yeah, becomes yeah. the god. But then, then it gets into me. There's like there's like well, two other. I don't know. But, yeah, it's it's all from like the thirty six lessons. But even with, and with heavily like um like people like when you read what their um interpretation. Uh, my brain's gone. <laughs> well, I was just saying like the walking ways. Like they even think where it's like the 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 six. This is like some list someone's made, and it's like the six is the scarab that transforms into the new man. But like referring mm-hmm. to the amaranth, but. Amaranth is seemingly like a stage after Kim, not like a... Do you know what I mean? They, they do kind of go hand in hand. Like, they're all kind of ways to achieve the same thing. Like, the Numidium being one of them and the Towers being another. And you, you like, kind of... But, like, the Numidium... That's the two ones I couldn't remember. If, if it's kind of, like, anti-creation or, like, you know, undone the ta- or undoing the Towers or something, it is kind of, like, a different um, goal. Like, because the whole Amaranth's idea is to... So, you know, it's like Kim and then transcend that and you're kind of creating the sort of you you're escaping the godhead essentially and mm. kind of creating a new world for people to live in like you're not actually even inside the dynamic anymore which one is that what are you talking about the Amar- amaranth stuff i thought it was they replaced the godhead well i guess you could i mean i guess but then again the, well. the, the, i don't, I don't Say, there's no... whatever the the shit is it's just they become like the the dreamer the new it's an escape for everyone it's kind of like because in coda it's written it's like coda's anyway is sort of like the thematic end to the um 
the sort of metaphysical story of Morrowind anyway. That's why it's like all written. So it's kind of like to give like a nice little cap off. And that's, you know, that's why it's whack as well. But let's move on. <laughs> yeah. If six walking ways was too much, the 12 words of creation or worlds of creation. So this one, I don't this, know is all the, this is all from the Anuad, right? So yeah. we only know about, we vaguely know about two of the worlds because the idea is there were 12 of them. Anu and Padamai were fighting over Nur. And, uh, you know, Padamai destroyed all the worlds. Anu tries to cram them all back together. So he basically makes one world out of the leftovers. But the only survivors were the Elnafe who came from one of the worlds and the Hist who came from another of the worlds. The rest we don't know about, pretty much. Yeah. Um, yeah that's the Towers. We've all heard of Towers theory. We've all speculated about it and said maybe they'll use it as the, um, you know, the main focus of Elder Scrolls Six. But who knows? Like, do we need to? Maybe we shouldn't cover things we've already spoken at length about. I mean, we could just like just I mean, say they're metaphysical kind of enforcers of the mundane, like keeping the mortal world mortal. Like, with the idea is like the more towers and stuff there, it's kind it, of like a. It's kind of a thing that does split the community a bit. Like some people are really bought. Like I'd say I am pretty bought into the idea of the towers being essential, especially to the to the old Mary Dominion. And a lot of people are like, no, that's just it. Just it's kind of meaningless. Like, how do you are you pretty bought into it, Camel? The towers. I have no idea, man. Honestly, how many yeah, towers I mean, have been destroyed? Like six. Well, they're probably well, supposedly destroyed. Um, only a few. Like some of the the idea. The idea is kind of that the Falmor are like pushing to control all of them so that they can maybe destroy them. But what it's ones also are destroyed? Like, it's also Yakuda. vague. Some of them are vague. Like the green sap one, it's just like, oh, the Falmor are in control of Aelinwood, so and, and Falinesti would have stopped moving, so maybe they're in control of or deactivated. Yeah. Like there's a few, you know, even even the one um, in Skyrim, the Throat of the World, it's kind of vague. It's just like oh, well, you know, Civil War and Skyrim split and, and the dragons are back and it's like, oh, this is deactivated the tower. It's it's not yeah, the most... Like the stones of the tower and it's like hidden in the cave or something yeah. for the snow throw. It's like, yeah. <laughs> Again, according to Kirkbride. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not the most airtight theory, but I think it is actually one of the cooler... Uh, things for the grand like narrative of the Thalmor. Like Thalmor, if the Thalmor are essentially, you know, just, you know, fascist elves who want to get rid of men, that's kind of, it's more plain than rather yeah. than their higher sort of metaphysical goals is more interesting. Um, but yeah. The secrets, secrets of, of the, the moons. moons. This could mean like 50 things, right? Yeah. Could, uh, I don't know specifically what secrets they're referring to. <laughs> Like it could, yeah, it, I mean, it sorry, could be a Khajiit thing. It could be, you know, the Lunar Lorcan. That it's his duality, his body split in half. But then there's the idea that the moons and their motions keep everything going, and the Khajiit have to climb it to set them back. All of that, you know, it, you can take it a million ways with the moons. It's just can't moons you? law. I think it's a yeah. bit vague of a thing to just say, and then like, yeah. do you know the secrets of the moons? I'm like, <laughs> I, like, it's it's too uh, broad. Yeah, you know, in the uh, the werewolf. Hosein's Ring Quest in Skyrim, whatever that's called. When you go into that uh, cave and there's the full moon, the blood moon. Yeah. yeah. It's, the, it's the wrong moon. Yeah. It's the blood moon. <laughs> yeah, because it's Massa, isn't it, in the game? Yeah. It should be Secunda. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, one of the moons uses the skin of, like, I can't remember where, it's like a real moon, one of the moons of Jupiter or something. It's just like a photo of that moon is what they used. Right. Hmm. Th that's the secret of the moon. That's what I got. <laughs> the more you know. All right. Maybe Nern is just Jupiter, 
and you know that's the theory is that it's a distant future and it's the same that's on this list (laughs) it's further towards the bottom (laughs) is it actually no because it it wouldn't (laughs) surprise me it wouldn't surprise me (laughs) that's true all right Riemann empire front for akaviri takeover um i guess this is the idea that the akaviri invasion um oh wait but this is almost saying that the Riemann empire was a front for the takeover so it's almost like, like backwards. I kind of imagine that when the Akavira came, it's like they're, they're like not going to win by invasion. So they're like, let's bow to Riemann and like sort of, oh, here's the Prue Dragonborn and then kind of like blend, like integrate themselves with the society. And as we know, like there was all the Akaviri potentates to every emperor, Akaviri training methods. Yeah. And like they became, made themselves invaluable to the empire. And then as a sort of front, like eventually maybe they'll do the transition kind of like they did exist for like 400 something years in the, in the second era that the Akaviri potentates were running what was left as well the Riemann empire essentially they were running it and then you could kind of like even extend that further into sort of like the thematic things with the sayasi or sayasi or whatever um that they're kind of like those vampiric snakes and the idea that there's the ideas that they ate all the humans in akavir but then sort of assumed their more human Mm. form and in a similar way if you if you sort of view them as sort of this vampiric kind of being these like lich uh leeches almost um, that like, you know, just suck on the empire and then sort of consume it and then kind of become it. You can imagine them doing a similar thing to, uh, you know, hmm. they kind of latch onto the Riemann empire and then sort of become it and grow in power, drink all its blood until they replace it. So their mm. surrender was just, a, it. was just a trick, <laughs> essentially. Perhaps, yeah. If, if true, yeah. Uh, mm. The next one... Big if yeah, true. big if true. <laughs> 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 the next one is... Um, Really weird. White gold is Molag Bao Temple. Is that because he has a... What is it called? In Cold Harbor, there's something called the Lightless Oubliette, I think, which is... I, th- I can't remember. What it, it's literally exactly the same as the White Gold Tower. Mm. But isn't it's kind that- of a corruption, his realm. Yeah. But I reckon it's most likely just the idea that... I mean... It doesn't really work, actually, because I was going to say the Aelids being Daedra worshippers, but I feel like when they built the tower mm. in honour of Adamantia, they probably weren't Daedra worshippers yet. So the idea that that could have been built for Molag Bal doesn't really line up, I don't think, because I think it's long after they settled that they turned to Daedra worship, or some of them turned to Daedra worship anyway. Yeah, and I know his realm is yeah. meant to just be this kind of like gross, corrupted version of Tamriel. Like, it's not... Mm. Yeah, I, I don't really buy into this one. I'm I'm happy to move on to well, we've done mirror logicians. Basically, they're like oh. this old Mary <laughs> Kirkbride faction, basically, right? And they're supposedly yeah. tasked with fighting the like a special task force battling the Namidium through time. I think. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> I, uh, like kind of like the siege of Alamor is still un- still happening. Yeah, I mean, I, I could like be wrong. It is the Elder Scrolls, or... but yeah, the University of Gwilym's a weird one because it's. I'm pretty sure what it's just referenced all the time, or referenced in places, but doesn't seem to actually exist. It's just a lot of auth. Um, there's just a lot of books, so no, they're like, oh, this person from the University of yeah. I've always called it Gwilym. Gwilym yeah, whatever. Gwilym, Gwilym makes sense. Yeah. Is that like in H.P. Lovecraft? Everyone's from this made-up university in those books? Could be. Perhaps it could be a reference. To the ways, I can't remember what the university's called. But but yeah, like, it doesn't seem to exist. People think it might be in High Rock, not Cyrodiil, but like, 
okay. There's just no proof of it. It's just a, a meme university. Um, time traveling books. Okay, I well. suppose that is trying to rationalize Elder Scrolls Online, adding books from um, the future. And could also be referencing Hermaeus Mora having texts from the future, but I don't know. Yeah, because like um, the Lusty Argonian Maid, right? We talked yeah. about that last time, mm. that they're in ESO despite old Crassius not writing it for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it could even be stuff like in Skyrim when you go into a Dwemer ruin that hasn't been entered for 3,000 years and there's a bunch of like books from like two years ago. Yeah, and some yeah. fresh food doing? and stuff. <laughs> yeah. That's why they were so smart. <laughs> they had all the books well, from the thing. future. This is what you have to kind of separate, I think, like people with, with like the lore and the gameplay things. It's the same as you find like fresh septums in like ancient dungeons that have never been opened for like mm. ever and it's kind of like it's just a gameplay function they didn't want to they're too lazy to add five different coins and here's your ancient coin that's worth this much you know of Morrowind sector. did it right in Dwemer ruins they have Dwemer coins yeah mm. and they have Dwemer books that are all written in Dwemer and they're super rare yeah yeah get back on it Todd <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's all I'm thinking I just want Elder Scrolls 6 to be a really good game man but my, my uh, expectations no, are measured. <laughs> They're measured. Uh, Let's move on. I don't want to think about zero it. Zero summing. Yeah, make me nervous. <laughs> yeah, so the whole idea that when you're... Uh, you... Actually, I've got... Uh, what? Keening right there. <laughs> oh, no. oh, yeah. <laughs> He's keening to zero sum. <laughs> But yeah, the whole the whole idea that um, when you sort of like get faced with the sort of reality of the nature of the Elder Scrolls universe and kind of like exposed to the idea that essentially you're not real. It's instead of, you know, some few can have such a strong ego and sense of self that despite the universal truth, they can go, I exist still and then so mm -hmm. achieve Kim. Or you can go the other way and rationalize yourself out of existence because you go, oh shit, I don't exist. And then go, boom, because you can't cope with the idea. You can't have the contradictory. What would you? What would happen time. to you? <laughs> Me. Yeah. I would. I would just. I would just lie to myself. Bro. I would just instant Kim. <laughs> I, I have a decent amount of faith that I'd achieve Kim. Like, I, I, like, dude, if you told me, if you told me everything now, if you told me everything now is like uh. a simulation, it's like I could kind of believe easily that everything's predetermined simulation oh, yeah, right sure. now. But at the, but at the same time, oh, I'm, I'm going to live like a <laughs> contradictory yeah. like nihilism doesn't bother me like the whole idea like you know that ultra hardcore sort of nihilism like nothing matters and everything's meaningless existence and and you're not even real kind of vibe stuff i'm like yeah whatever you're bringing you're bringing me back uh, to when we were in la and we were walking home from some party at e3 and we were like let's mm -hmm. let's tell let's Scott tell really camel drunk. about determinism <laughs> let's just go up to camel and just start talking about hard determinism and see what he says <laughs> i don't even remember this. oh yeah, no, yeah I, don't, really? I don't think i was there for that we maybe for like i was three hours and i was more already. and i was more going like oh yeah like you know i'm not gonna push it but you were really like no it's real <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'd have a panic attack. I'd have You'd no zero sum, 100%. <laughs> yeah, 100%. You'd be like, I don't like, know. So I can, space is scary. If I watch like mm. a show about the cosmos, I'll probably like, that's, that's enough for me. <laughs> have you seen, the, have you, you seen those videos and stuff when it's like, oh, how insignificant you are? It's got like the planet yeah, sizes yeah. and it keeps them going up and up and up in the size of out, the planets yeah. and yeah. stuff for the galaxy. I just find I that cool. I reckon they'd send you. I just find it interesting. We're about to lose we, him. Yeah, we could get really off topic. <laughs> anyway, yeah, quick, no. get him back. Drew's get him about back to vanish. Era, <laughs> snap back to reality. 
ninth era that's oh, yeah. <laughs> not part of reality um yeah so that's uh some more kind of kirkbride ish kirkbride stuff kind of stuff like there's some weird stuff with queen a ren and kin Mune and the and eye of magnus is a is a core of an ai or something of kin Mune into the kin, past kin Mune was like a mining robot i think in the yeah. guild of miners on like some planet and then it gets sent back in time to Sarthal. Which is where you find the Eye of Magnus. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on to the, the Sigic Endeavor, <laughs> which is kind of just similar to... Which isn't really going to help Drew here. <laughs> uh, wait, is the, is the Sigic Endeavor the walking way? Uh, yeah. Which has uh, nothing to do with the Sigic Order, apparently. They're, they're kind of just different for... The Sigic Endeavor would be the good Daedra's... Yeah, the triangle the, well, Yeah, truth. that's the main way. Yeah, it's the, it's the thing Veloff did, right? Yeah. Yeah. He, the, the good Daedra kind of bestowed it upon the um, the uh, Kaima and taught them that existence is a test that you need to overcome. But it's kind of just really a lot of these things I just see as different philosophies for seeking enlightenment. Yeah. The same way we have it in the real world, it's like they're, they're kind of the same thing. They're just different ways to view the same yeah. process. And the core of it, or of course, the Sigic Endeavor being and the foundation of Dunmer sort of culture is the idea is to not just you know cry and whinge about the fact that that Lorcan has trapped you all in this sort of th prison it's instead treat it as a challenge and a test to overcome and transcend by like in the end of the mortal prisons there to make you grow as a person interestingly same as um reachman mythology has a very similar idea about it too where like the similar sort of view of life and of Lorcan and seeing everything as a, a challenge is as a means to transcend and if you fail you like reincarnate and you'll keep on mm. trying again and growing as a spirit i guess mm. Mm. i guess we move on to hist trying to enslave the world uh, for me this is an interesting one because the hist the way they act like when we look at hist conspiracy theories they seem very focused on protecting themselves and that's kind of it like they'll help the argonians when they need to but it's not like they're on this massive continent-wide conquest if you know what i mean unless which of course you can say they're playing the long game and they have this overarching plan to eventually take over tamriel when it's weakened or something like that but like i don't know well they they did summon umbriel through right was that at one hist or the hist I, I think this, it was a is rogue also hist. A, this is also like a like a little bit of a topic of the debate i guess that the idea that whether the hist are some big sort of like collective hive mind thing but then there's also seems to be kind of like individual individual trees yeah. that yeah, I, have I, I, their I, I, own hive mind kind of but like yeah i don't know it could be could be could be i don't know most of the stuff i see about the hist it, it tends to be that they kind of just they're not really interested in expanding they're more just happy to live in their corner that's that's what most uh, texts seem to point to that yeah. they're more yeah they more just want to protect themselves and keep other people out and just have it exactly it's just you know the place for the trees so the idea that yeah. they're trying to save the world's a bit <laughs> like yeah. it'd be so easy to destroy if, if anyone actually wanted to destroy the hist it'd be so easy right mm, i mean i want just i guess it fire on them. <laughs> it's just the it's just <laughs> black marsh being hard to inhabit supposedly Put a bunch of termites on them. <laughs> they, yeah. they, they, it's all over. Just get some weird killer and go through and spray that around. <laughs> go on. Um, <laughs> what? Go on. I was going to... Oh, I was just reading. I'm work. reading ahead on one and just... Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, the tower? Is it the Adamantine tower? Or is it a different tower? Another thing is, could it be referring to the star sign? Oh, the, the tower. tower. Uh, 
Yeah, because that never gets... You forget about star signs and standing stones, I guess, because they don't really have as much. Like they suck. Too. Well, and I prefer star signs 100% over standing stones. I feel stones. like in Morrowind's they were more important. Oh, yeah. Some of them are pretty overpowered. Everything in Morrowind Huge. had a much more significant, like... Yeah. The lady. Uh, that was the one. Yeah. Just but, because it's the iceberg, so it's probably, like, a weird theory. Do you think it might be the kind of... The Vivek idea of looking at the wheel from the side is the tower or whatever. Oh, yeah. yeah. The idea yeah. it's the... It's, it's eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think yeah. it is that. It's probably that. Got too complicated. I love this next one. <laughs> Jungled Cyrodiil, Mandela question mark. Like as in Mandela, the Mandela effect. effect. Not, not the yeah. Mandela. The Mandela. Yeah, uh, is everyone just remembering uh, that um, that there was jungle, but it wasn't actually? Like you yeah. lived in Cyrodiil all these years and we're like, oh, we thought it was jungle. <laughs> but, um, but yeah. What is the, the Mandela effect? Is that when a group of people misremember the same thing yeah. basically yeah yeah it got named right. after that because i think when people remember when... nelson mandela died or something like that yeah and then they were like wait i thought he died and then they were like no and it's like yeah i remember his funeral on tv and so does my mom yeah. and all this and there's a whole bunch of people who reckon they remember it and then i feel like it just exposes it... how like the feeble human mind and i think memories. it happens less now because of so much you know data saving and photos yeah. and videos and stuff and so much communication because mm. yeah, i think one of the main examples is like with uh darth vader right it's like saying i am your father mm. which he doesn't say yeah. it's like the is one of the main ones yeah because he just he, yeah it's, it's what does he actually line. say I think he says luke. luke no he says i don't know <laughs> I, I don't it even says know that. that shows how strong the effect is <laughs> yeah <laughs> i swear he, he starts says no luke. i am your father no i'm your father yeah oh fuck. rather than luke i'm your father yeah right. i think that's it yeah yeah plus mandela is spelt wrong yeah there, so it threw me off yeah. <laughs> oh is no, it i think it's just one L, really isn't it hmm. yeah. uh slow trying to destroy dream sleeve question mark I have no idea where it begins. Like, uh, I don't it's, this is like just like random word generation stuff. <laughs> yeah, I like how the person <laughs> who creates the meme puts the question mark. Like, please, I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to know who made this meme. Slow train to the dream sleeve. Uh, Let us know. <laughs> yeah. Can you zero sum, please? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I, I don't, yeah. I don't think there's anything really to indicate that the slow would have any sort of giant metaphysical goal like that. I don't think. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. Now, we don't see or hear enough about yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah. Daedrons and Adrons. I told you we'd get here. Yes. Oh, yeah. So what I was... Yeah, thinking, I thought you were joking about electrons and neutrons. Well, what I was thinking about before, sorry, is is that in the older games, like, like technically, like, a Daedroth is, like, the singular form of Daedra, and Adroth would be the singular form of Adra, and that they stopped... You, it was like a Daggerfall error kind of stuff. And now everything gets referred to as like Daedra in general. But like, if you were looking at a single, you know what I mean? Like if you mm. were looking at a singular creature, like a clan fear, that would be a Daedroth. But then they have it the got creature confusing. called Daedroth yeah. that they just mm. called it that. So yeah. it changed. I, I think I think what Daedrons and Adrons are is a kind of like um, a way to make magic sound more complicated. Because obviously mages study magic, but you never hear about you know the like all the stuff they would be studying you just don't have the texts yeah. for it but you know there's notes from mages like the variable flow of daedrons and oblivion streams can have profound effects on the magical potential of various locations 
Um, by reconfiguring the polarity of the day-drawn fields, it is possible to manipulate and trace the streams in the following cases. And it's all, it all sounds like, you know, Jesus. electrons and, you know, how you can yeah, I was gonna say, atoms and there's I different things like quarks. and. The joke I thought you were making is actually correct. <laughs> I think that it's that's get, the it, vibe. It's getting a little bit metachlorine. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I'm yeah, liking. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, the wheel. wheel. Cheese wheel. <laughs> so that's kind of like the idea of like all of um, Mundus and stuff being a wheel and like obvious, like the big illusions like to this. Is it like Cowper cycles? Yeah. Well, in 36 lessons of Vivek 2, you you know, the whole, like we just said, the wheel on your side. Becomes the eye. Is eye the yeah. tower. But yeah. The, the, so, yeah. And the cycles. And that's why it's a wheel. It goes around and... It's just one metaphysical interpretation <laughs> of Mundus. That's about it. Yeah. Do you know what um, the ruling king is? Uh, it's mentioned non-stop in... Well, not non-stop, but it's in the 36 lessons for Vec. And it's got to do with enantiomorph kind of stuff. It gets kind of uh, confusing. It's, it's an individual like who has become a complete master of the world with no equal. Equal. Um... Of the so world, kind of like Kim. I don't know. The first known ruling king was Vivek, followed by Tiber Septim, and then Nerevar. Yeah, this Kim is then. from the wiki, yeah. but so yeah. Nerevar, supposedly ne- Nerevar just got killed. Oh no, by it's, that's got to do with I think with Coda stuff. <laughs> yeah, maybe uh, like oh, later okay. or the, or do you know the thirty six lessons? The part of it's phrased like it's not like the kind of reality of what happened. It's it's Vivek. Nerevar's there and he's teaching him lessons and stuff about Nerevar. Yeah, it's pretty... It, it's, it's weird. Anytime I have to reference a Kirkbride thing, I'm like, oh, damn it. <laughs> this is going to be so difficult. Yeah. <laughs> if you ever go... The, the, yeah, the, there's cool... Um, the 36 lessons are some awesome like lines and stuff. Yeah, that's right. It's This is my my favorite line from the 36 lessons of Avec is... Um, Oh, no, it's actually not my favorite line, but it's one of them. Hold on. The ruling king is armored head to toe in brilliant flame. He is redeemed by each act he undertakes. His death is only a diagram back to the waking world. He sleeps the second way. The Sharmat is his double. And therefore, you wonder if you rule nothing. Anyway, that's a cool one. But the one that I like is that um, uh, God is armored head to toe in terror. Um, oh, that's the full line. Hold on. You don't even know it doesn't even know his favorite line uh, um no the exact phrasing <laughs> is is that referencing almalexia yeah god has no need of theory and he is armored head to toe in terror i really like that because the reference before is about how a king uses um Mufala has two black hands and one like the, the theorist and the terrorist are are the same like the same both or the most cherished desire disappears in both of their hands. It, it's it's cool stuff. That's the thirty six cool. lessons. I think it's. Is really I think nice. it's going to be uh, a massive challenge to make a video that covers, like all the lessons. Yeah. Oh, I've thought about it before, and it's just like dude. it's it's really heady. It's the it's, problem is you have to like for every part you have to explain so much extra background part that people might not understand. You know what I mean? Like it would be easy to make a video if I was to make a video for you guys, right? for you guys to understand you have all all of this assumed stuff that like i already know you kind of know whereas if you were just, you know to just someone yeah, who has you need no to explain idea so much it's you, like every sentence you need to know like 50 pages worth of law to understand yeah and then on top of that it's also interpretation as well like it's dude that's what's gonna say it's so poetic the way it's written it's not like oh okay i get that now it's like what what does that mean 
It's almost doesn't like if you read a sentence by itself, it almost makes no sense. Yeah. Speaking of cool. which, we move on to the next one. Who wants to say that? It's Sige Obs. Oh. <laughs> This is deliberately supposed to be not. Is this all Kirkbride? <laughs> no, I think um, that is that's from the Thirty Six Lessons, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's in there, but isn't it in uh, reference to? Oh, I forget who they use it for. Is it Sithus or something? Um, I can't remember. It's not a bunch of monks, is it? It's not uh, about uh, the monks themselves. It's it's a deliberately unpronounceable word, and I forget. Um. um Oh no! They say the Sigic order, order of Sige is another yeah thing, but um, is it just the Sigic endeavor, or is it something completely different? I thought it was the like because we're talking about you know the spelling that's P S J J J for the, for Sigic. I thought it was the name that came before Sigic was what they kind of like the foundation of the Sigic order was based on Sige. Well, Pat, this, you, to... you know, if you kill up the. <laughs> <laughs> on, I don't know why that was so funny. <laughs> on the wiki, it's Padme, also known as Fatimai, Padhome, or Sige, that thing. If you... Truth in Sequence, Volume 10, from ESO, Clockwork City. Yeah, they are the daughter. Uh, they are the daughters and sons of Sige, who crouch like gargoyles. Yeah, it's talking. It's, like, it's to do with Padme and stuff like that. It's like a chaotic side of the Elder Scrolls. Universal forces, just leave. hardcore stuff. Yeah. All right. Did you, <laughs> Padme you is much just leave it. <laughs> Did you know the Eternal Champion is Okato? <laughs> I've heard this before. Yeah. I don't know how much there is. I don't to it. I've. It could be. I need to. Was the Eternal Champion the guy you play in Arena? Yeah. Or Tiger Four. Arena. Okay, Arena. Arena. Yeah. Did you know um, the opening cutscene of Tiger Four? You know how the it's like uh, real life, like yeah, live yeah, action yeah, yeah, stuff. Yeah. And there's the emperor and that f- creepy dude holding that's the torch. A yeah, that's a Cardo. Yeah. That's he's, a Cardo. He's a human. Yeah. Like he's not a high elf. Well, it's, he's like painted a bit yellow and Are has sure? like weird makeup I on. I swear I remember I him so. just being completely human. Looking. Like he looks like he has a bunch of makeup on to make him look a bit not human. But right, uh, it's pretty funny. That's so funny. I don't, know. I don't get. I, I think at that, the end of Arena, does the Emperor say like, "Oh, you have a place yes, by my side forever" where, or something? That's where it comes from. It's like okay, you always yeah. be, but like, yeah, you'll have a place at my side. I, I I remember I looked into it for a video once and was just like, "Eh, I can't really find anything where I'm like, oh my god, it's true." Yeah. All right. Lee, Wait, did like, Michael? Michael, did you a, find the video? Huh? <laughs> Are you looking up a? Yeah, I'm looking at. The, I'm looking at. We'll it show it. Sure. He looks. He okay. looks very human. I mean, it's hard well, to look. Funnily like enough, but he's he's got like weird makeup. The on. actor. I just looked it up. The actor is human. Oh, who played really? Him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so that there we go. Oh That's my all god. Um, There's no elf representation, man. No, it's terrible. What's um uh, next? League. 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 Uh, alternate Tamriel. So also called like the adjacent place yeah, in Kirkbride. Fair stuff. enough, I guess. Well, because like um, yeah, like the ne- the neonimic, and the, there's the neonimic and the protonimic. Like Lig is the neonimic, the protonimic is Ligma <laughs> balls. I think uh, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> I, t- I thought you were serious for about five seconds. I was like, what? <laughs> this iceberg meme does this to you. It does. We've oh sort of God. we've talked about Lig before, like the idea of this. It's kind of vague. Like sometimes it's like is it even in another cowper like in one of the 
in the CalPER episode, I was sort of talking about like perhaps if you envision each CalPER as like a cyclical wheel, but like or kind of like stacked against one another, that would explain why one could be an adjacent place. So like a previous CalPER, if you were stacking the CalPERs, like you would stack like seat like you know a row of CDs or something that like mm-hmm. the one before. So Lig is here. And, you know, Tamriel is here right. in the next Kalpar. So it's the adjacent place. Because there's also references, too, to the creation of Meryn's Dagon, um, you know, to overthrow the tyrants of Lig and all this stuff that sort of happened prior Isn't prior that- Kalpas. And, and, and the, re- referencing the Dreg Tyrant Kings and then uh, Molag Bell being different that time. And- one thing that threw me off was I think I saw Kirkbride comment that it wasn't another Kalpar. Right. Okay. So, right. so but, but you, I mean, obviously, you don't, you don't really know the situation, but I, I kind of like the way I envisioned it in either the League or the Dagon video. I can't remember what it was, but um, was the idea that it was kind of just another attempt. It was like Lorcan had a go at making a mortal realm and then it all kind of went to shit and then he tried again later. Yeah. And with, you know, well, not later. There's no later outside of time, what, if it's outside of time or whatever. Yeah. What, what if Nern's actually a cube <laughs> and Tamriel's like here and like Link's here or something? <laughs> Could be. Next video. That's what it's going to be. Nern is a cube. <laughs> okay. Next one. So, Barbed yeah. penises. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> he said a naughty word. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, um, Zara Zaya, man, she's still she's still recovering. Yeah, so it's um <laughs> in um in the real Baron Zaya books right? from Daggerfall. Daggerfall, yeah. Yeah, only in the Daggerfall versions, but you have um Baron Zaya having yeah, for some reason they took it out with a Khajiit. <laughs> she slept with a Khajiit to get into the Thieves Guild, I think. Yeah, and she something and, like that. Something like that, and she uh yeah, and she, she was commenting on how like you know a Khajiit has a barbed penis. It. Like cats yeah, do. It, it hurt her because uh, it had a mm. spiky dong. <laughs> All right, that's it. That's literally, and then they took it out. I think the it's a deep theory. Yeah, deep theory. Look at the face on the right looking up. Yeah. He's like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> that was me at five a.m. last night trying to get asleep because I knew I had to be up early. Yeah. Um, aperture, aperture piercing. piercing. I'm not sure what that is. But I think it could be another um, thing mentioned in the sermons. I'm not even... Uh, let's have a look. I don't know what that is. Well, uh, aper- okay. yeah, the practice of gone. piercing the second aperture is now forbidden. Lie rock, which is... I the, don't know what that? the apertures are. Which one, What's lie rock again? I can't remember if that is not... Bardow? Is that a second name for Bardow? I think it might be. And it's got to... Yes, it Dude, is. My, so, this lore is so heavy, my right eye is just fogging my glasses up, but not the left eye. I don't know. <laughs> so it says... Because the iceberg picture's on the right, and I feel like my eye is just heating up from all the lore. <laughs> Could it be something way less crazy, and it's just referring to the Magnagy fleeing? Could be. Like piercing Could apertures be. in the... Well, in the planet this is a direct so like it says lyrox so bardow was born of a vex second aperture and was thrown out of the pomegranate banquet which is when he was sort of having sex with molag bal and all kinds of weird stuff was going on by a member of the sweeps another forgotten guild the sweep <laughs> so i don't <laughs> yeah i don't know i yeah. <laughs> might have to take a Quite hiatus sure. on this one yeah permanent hiatus aperture law video <laughs> Um, what's next? Adjacent places. 
so I guess uh, isn't league described as yeah, the adjacent place? Yeah, we kind of touched on that already. Just more places like league. Oh, I don't remember what uh, the Augur of the Obscure in the Elder Scrolls Online. Are you guys familiar with that guy? A skull that, that the Sigigorda uses? Vaguely familiar. And because of you. He's got an Australian accent, right? Yeah. <laughs> but he's he's apparently from like an adjacent realm, an adjacent place. I can't remember what he calls it. But then he's like, oh, uh, us people in the dimension hopping community. He references himself as someone from a dimension hopping community and then says he's from an adjacent realm or something like uh, that. I don't know why. That so just... I, don't know that it, I don't know if there's more than one or, or what. Yeah. Because he mentions League as well, specifically, right? And he talks about Li- he's yeah. basically like like a lo- like a real life law master, just in game, <laughs> just yeah. referencing random stuff. Yeah. Yep. He's, he's a weird one. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, Neonymics. So we talked about this. I'm pretty sure. Is this the end of the incantry phrase you need to like have power? It's like the new someone? name. Yeah. Yeah, it's like their the true name, name, right? Like their yeah. original name. Because the, there's the idea that... Wait, Mankar... original's proto-nymic. What's that? Proto-nymic is the original Oh, sorry, name. yeah, yeah. Proto-nymic and then neo-nymic is the new the name. New sorry. Because it, was, it wasn't it something like with a shimmy, whatever guy was in Battle Spy, that, they, they, that he originally got the proto-nymic, but then Dagon had to get a neo-nymic to, to add like an extension name. So like imagine if you knew my secret name and my secret name is, is like Scott... Right, and then you add an extra. Then, in order, so you have power over me. But then I g- get a neonymic, so like an extension to the name which you don't know. It's like an extra layer of security. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like right. two Did you say Battle Spire? Sorry. Yeah. Did you say Battle Spire? Have I seen it? No. Yeah. Did you say it? Did you yeah, say is yeah, that yeah, like yeah, Battle yeah. Spire? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Have you have you seen that secret word you need to defeat Mary's yeah. Dagon? <laughs> Yeah, it's some like long... it's like it's like seven thousand letters yeah. long. Yeah, it'd be a, it's a good password to have, isn't it? I'm gonna change all my passwords yeah. now. All right, we have the arena. Yeah, so that's referencing um, the idea that Tamriel back in the game. So he's let's go way back in history. In is bef- this the marketing thing? Yeah, the marketing thing. Bef- yeah, yeah. So arena, like it was supposed to be an arena was originally supposed to be like a gladiatorial game where you go around and fight different teams, and then that sort of stopped being the focus of it and turned into what the Elder Scrolls One Arena is today. And but they had all the marketing material done, so then they sort of read like, "Oh, Tamriel, such a dangerous place." They call it the arena, so that was bit that cringe. Was what yeah, did. yeah. And no one calls it that. But they <laughs> they no. kind of made it. They when they elaborated on it though, they made it a bit more interesting. Is that the idea is that um, Tamriel is the kind of the coalescing point where all powerful, like where everyone goes, like the wandering Elnafei inherently would return to Tamriel and people in Akavir, Atmora, Yakuda would all find their way to Tamriel. So it's like, it's the arena, it's where okay. everything happens because like, Mankai, I think, references it as mm. well. Yeah. Okay, Ur words. <laughs> this could be two things. It could be like Ur stars. So it's like words that look like words, but they're not, AKA this whole list. Or it could be like Erdra. You know how they have this... Yeah. Um, uh, meaning is it, does it mean the first? yeah like ancient primordial yeah. yeah like the very beginning which because we we talked about on the one of the daedra podcasts that there's some daedra considered to be like foundational they were kind of like there at the very beginning like uh, namira being associated with the dark the great darkness for example there Where are did some oh, yeah get his so name i've from. misspoke because i said earth stars it's unstars wasn't it 
Yeah, yeah yes, I was so thinking that. Yeah, I didn't want to say no anything. Words. <laughs> no, there's a reason why Dagoffer has a, um, and it's related to that, but I'm blanking. It's interesting on it. also that with Dagoth Ur, it's it's because uh, everything else, you know, it's been referred to as Erdra or whatever. The Ur is the first part of the word, but on him, it's the second part. Don't know if that has any mm. sort of little poetic. Oh, dude, let me think about it. <laughs> it's crazy because it, yeah, because it means something, and you know, obviously, it means something to us as primitive, original, earliest. Um, yeah, it, like denoting someone or something regarded as embodying the basic or intrinsic qualities of a particular class or type. So that can kind of be applied to a lot of things, but to specific Daedra, you can see that, like you know, a Daedra like a Dagon, where you clearly know how he he came to be. Where, but you know, if he was d- created by the Magna Gi, he's not going to be considered uh, like a, an original primitive thing. Whereas, a, like creatures that spawn out of the spawn out of the darkness, yeah. um, would be you know. But you can go anywhere with it. Okay. Yeet. <laughs> Yeet. <laughs> we have the hurling disc. This is 36 lesson stuff. And, <laughs> Every time. <laughs> and I'll, I'll be honest, I haven't even really kind of gone into the hurling disc stuff. It's like the kind of thing like I've read paragraphs with it mentioned and not not um, really dug into it. Mm, yeah, I have. I've never heard of it. Yeah, you can... It's... Uh, it's whack. I, I, I think we should come back to that. Mm. Um, Maybe it'll get its own time. video. Probably when we tackle the thirty-six lessons of Avec. Mm. Um, There's Akatosh Dragon Dragon. <laughs> um. Um. Mm. Oh, is Akat- does Ak- like does Aka mean dragon and Tosh mean yes. dragon or something? Yeah. yeah. And I don't know if that is just talking about all the lore that we've talked about. I think we had the whole Akatosh podcast where we talked about all the different like Aka things and and stuff like that do do you want me to read actually just to jump back to the hurling disc what just the wiki has to say on it right um Mm -hmm. the hurling disc is a conceptual state of the orbis while in dragon while in a dragon break so it's which mortals can utilize to manipulate orbical entities or apothecize said to be hurled to reach heaven by violence the concept relies on the representation of the orbis as a wheel which is held together by eight equally split spokes of chaos solidified by time, the slate, uh, stated <laughs> gifts of the Daedra. So what I'm kind of, it's basically, look, let's just kind of call it a conceptual state <laughs> of the Orbis. When a dragon break happens, they can manipulate stuff. So I guess the idea is using the hurling disc to become uh, divine tribunal because they could manipulate kind of the Orbis when they, you know, use the heart of Lorcan and, and stuff like that. Roughly, <laughs> let's just. It, so- it sounds like they're like eating the world, like the wheel. They're just like grabbing it and yeah. tossing it, and everything gets mixed around crazy. And then it comes back, <laughs> and everything that happened that was different all happened, like a dragon. Break. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, precisely. <laughs> Super basic stuff. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Lorcan's purposeful failure. So I guess the idea that he uh, purposefully got uh, his heart ripped out and failed and i don't know what do you guys think about that do you think maybe to to teach like you know he's chosen his humans and stuff if you envision him a bit more ashore like lost the war deliberately to then like you know use nern as a challenge or something i don't know what do you guys think (laughs) i don't know honestly 
What was what was he trying to do? Like, if he failed, what did he fail doing? Well, I guess, I guess being like the nice little king of his own realm kind of thing. Like, if he, because you know, if you if you look at the Marathic, uh, not Marathic, uh, Dawn era of like the wars between like the, if you look at through a Nord point of view, how they have like the there's the gods of men and then there's the elven gods. So like you have all your like. Um, uh, what do you call them? Um, like Oriel and Trinimac and all that kind of stuff. More so versus like Shaw and, um, uh, you know, Stun. And, and so I'm just, there's crossover with some of them. So I'm trying to make sure I get each one. I think Debella is like an example of a man um, only or a man origin god. And there's a few, they're the both sides. And then there's a little bit of crossover. So you're like, don't know what, but mm. yeah. Anyway, the idea that he purposefully failed, I guess, for some reason in the war against against um, the Elven Gods, perhaps. The World Egg. I don't know. Um, uh, is this... Does he get Argonian references all the time? Uh, yeah, yeah, I think this is an Argonian reference. For some he reason... Says the, someone says the egg. Yeah, it made me think of, um, though, <laughs> in the, the Middle Dawn, how they were... I think it's in the Dragon Break re-examined or something that Cyrodiil became an egg or something in one of the many different dragon in the timelines or something. Mm -hmm. Oh, the egg of time? No, that's not it at all. What the hell is the world egg? I... Maybe it's in ESO. I feel like there's a lot of just like uh, passing dialogue that NPCs say. Imagine it was just like the you know when, when their meme was an egg, egg, like the egg meme mm. was going around. <laughs> egg <laughs> that yes. takes me back. I need to bring that back. Yeah. All right. You reckon? Let's move. I feel like there's. Let's move. I feel like to there's going to be a. Tower. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done with the world egg. Hold on, I, I, uh, I, I, Baron Zion knows about that one. <laughs> yeah, I was just about to make that joke. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um. I don't know. Hmm. <laughs> The Khajiit Tower. Is there a Khajiit Tower? Um, people speculate that there, mm. um, that there is, or that the, is it the Lunar Lattice? Or there's this really weird thing called the Cat Pile, I think, or something like that, where all the Khajiits like jump on top of each other and climb up to make a yeah. ladder to the, to, to the, the moon. moon. It's like the South Park episode. <laughs> Everybody back to the pile. It's like the <laughs> Tower of Babel. Hmm. Moving on. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard of a Khajiit Tower. Dunma hissed slaves. So I'm assuming that's talking about Dunma being slaves of the hist. Either that, or really, the really nailed it. <laughs> like in cahoots about they've got like, uh, no, that doesn't work. I, I just wanted to delete that slaves. theory already. I just, I don't know. I just, uh, I don't vibe it at first. Uh, yeah, I don't know. like unless it's maybe like the hist's master plan to make the Argonians super strong by they're in hist is in cahoots with like you're saying with the Dunma <laughs> to enslave them and make the Argonians grow through challenge and stuff and then the Argonians become super powerful it sounds like a meme to me but uh, <laughs> <laughs> the next one does too I'm not sure what this is the grabbers oh, oh. <laughs> hold on they're is from it? league right the grabbers is, that, is something to do with city face yeah. Came and stole Vivek's son or some. Hold on one second. Again, uh, I, I want to pull it up. The grabbers. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I th doesn't yeah, Vivek they... write about them? They're yeah, yeah, they're native to League and they steal stuff. Yeah. So here we go. Um, and they stole a city something. I don't... 
Sermon 26. Vivek then watched as slaves erupted into Babylon breaking magic. They rattled at their cages and sung out half hymns that formed into forbidden and arcane knowledge. Litany fiends appeared and drank from the excess. Grabbers from the adjacent place came into the world sideways. The slave talking having disrupted the normal non-cardinal points. And then there's more references. The adjacent place where the grabbers live is the illusion of the vocal or the middle realms of thought, by which I mean the constructed. Uh, Obviously. Mm-hmm. Grabbers, had never, oh, grabbers had never made a city of their own, and their glimpse of Vivex, which shone in the holiness through all spheres, had taken their attention. Um, yeah. City face. Oh, no. City face in there? Yeah. At which he yeah, touched good. the tower of hope of the city face and corrected the error of the grabbers. Okay. See. <laughs> yeah. Let's grab the next one. AE. That's um, a word in the ancient elf language. It's Elon it's Musk's in, son. It's in um, the 36 lessons a lot. AE. A god took. A Stuff like that. It specifically means something. It means I, doesn't it? AE is like identity. I think it means it is. But I, I think it means it is. Let me, I actually, I spoke to um, Lady Nerevar about this. It's like your identity, isn't it? Or the, the shell of an identity. There's some weird... Let me have a quick squiz here. Because there was a thing when I did the video about the Augur of Dunlane. In the Elder Scrolls Legends, when you play the card, uh, the College of Winterhold... It says Agar took Aelia Dune. Some it's a verse from Thirty Six Lessons. Agar took yeah. Adam Chim a Altadune. Altadune's, uh, or I can't remember which one's hand. I think Gartok's hand. Altadune is weapon. weapon. Yeah. Yeah. But then there's another one which also means weapon, but specifically your hand being a weapon. Yeah. Someone here saying AE uh, generally denotes duality. So like AM, AH Seti AE Vec. So like a vec, I don't know. A e meaning is in the Elven effects language, as in the state of being, is a term often used to refer to all um, existence, which split the eternal void of non-existence that originally filled the universe. So Herma Mora Altadun a Altadun is going Hermaeus Mora weapon. Um, is, is the weapon, weapon of knowledge or something? Yeah. I'm fried. You know, I'm starting to look like the picture. I feel like I, the picture <laughs> after the Khajiit with the skooma. You know, the one with the orb just into his head. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of those. Uh, what That's is that? How I feel. One of the Ash dudes. One of the Corpus dudes. I feel like. Oh my god. Man. Ash zombie? It's an yeah, Ash, Ash zombie. They have a little trunk coming out of their head. And Ash ghouls. And they're, they're very. Yeah. Alright, let's move to Yakutans oh, wow. on a different <laughs> we, Where have we. That's we we are not getting to the Khajiit one, man. Yeah, I know. <laughs> like, I, don't, I know. Where are we? We'll, we'll, we'll uh, get to the Khajiit. We just started the Vivek picture. Okay, well, the, the Yakutans are from a different Kappa. Done. <laughs> Wait, where... <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, so, yeah. There's the there's the whole idea, too, with Akavir being the future. Like, there's all these ideas of, like, Akavir being the future, Yakuta being the past, and, like, Tamriel being the present, and some weird... I, I, I'm not even, like, off the top of my head, can't even remember what exactly they're based upon. But it sounds cool. There's also the idea that um, of time relativity where it, it actually moves through the middle. Sorry, so, like, the further you go to the poles, the more time slows down. 
which is why yeah. Atmora is considered frozen in time frozen. and all this weird stuff. Yeah. Um, Where are you reading this stuff? Oh, <laughs> it's all just like theories and. Um, it's yeah. like a bathroom wall. Yeah. Their theories on the just wall. Pretty much. in a toilet cubicle. Someone wrote it in text up. Um, you what's next? Shazar became Akatosh. Uh, well, when, when you see a lot of depictions of Akatosh, you see you know how you have like the dragon face and the man face um, yeah. next to each other. The, I, I've seen a theory, and it, it kind of goes into it um, in my video about the Amulet of Kings and stuff. And is that kind of Shaw Shazar Lorcan? How it, uh, yeah, however you want to look at Shaw or Shazar. Um, kind of like all of his achievements got overshadowed by Akatosh and Akatosh kind of took credit for for everything relating to the Empire to the point where they essentially became one and the same. Like Shaw was, um, there was the idea that Alicia removed Shaw from the, from the kind of cosmopolitan pantheon that's supposed to have elves and humans live um, together in harmony um, because obviously Shaw wouldn't work with the elves. So she erased Shaw from their pantheon and that's how he kind of became one in the same with akatosh whereas they, the amulet they, of kings yeah. is kind of shaw's relic it's not akatosh's but they do but she does like call him shazar still i guess but she i guess he's not After, one of the eight yeah well, he, when you well he gets demoted to shazar in like cyrodiilic pantheon but not he's not one of the main divines anymore yeah so, so that, exactly. he's not he kind of gets among pushed the under the rug essentially yeah, yeah. right Where, whereas he's kind of the foundational god yeah. of the empire yeah. Where obviously everyone sees Akatosh as that. Yeah. So I think that's kind of what it's getting at. Yeah. So we'll go next. The Monkey Truth. And this is going to be all to do with Maruk, the Imga prophet with the... Um, is it? Yeah. Would it not be? Uh, uh, I mean, I I thought the Monkey Truth was like a term <laughs> that referred to um, Elder Scrolls <laughs> Truth. That is... Return to no, monkeys. No. Right. <laughs> they, they, I just looked it up. It, it just goes, monkey truth is good, in brackets, unique, imaginative law created by fans. Basically like law that's so good that people almost start considering it canon, or at least their head canon. Hmm. Maybe it does right. have a... Yeah. Okay. I, I was I was literally thinking the monkey truth oh. as in like Elysian Order, the prophet, the monkey yeah. prophet guy, and mm. and the godhead and and all the one or whatever. Oh no! What were you saying? The, what's the monkey's name? Mar- Maruk. 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 Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's like the third link. Yeah, yeah. Because I think Kim or Chim, however you want to pronounce it, is is short Chim. for Chim. I asked. I actually asked yeah. the lawmaster. It's it, it's short it's for Chim. Chim. Because <laughs> the idea is that to achieve enlightenment is when you return to monkey. That's yeah. the whole idea, but they remove the Wait, pain. you asked the lawmaster. Yeah, Lehman Tuttle, the say? lawmaster for ESO. He said, uh, it's ch, like cheese. Really? Chim. I feel like yeah. that, I just feel like that's inconsistent with what's, I don't, maybe not, but like, do you say Chimer as well? Like back in the day. I say Kaima. Kaima. Yeah, but I think it's unrelated to the Kaima. I thought it always was kind of related like just a well, I don't know. Well, do you know the reason I think it was Kim before is like the Chimera, like a or Chimera, I guess, like the mm-hmm. mythological the beast. Greek thing. Look, church like chim chim yeah, chim, chim, chim 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 <laughs> chim Yeah, da, that da, makes da, that da. legit. <laughs> yeah. Um, Red moment is the next one, and that's the big uh, the idea of the dragon break at the Battle of Red Mountain. It's actually the idea that 
all of the sort of contradictory stories are true. And obviously the Battle of Red Mountain is mm. such a contradictory, crazy event. But by the way... So is that a theory that there was a dragon break or is that an actual thing? It's not 100% confirmed dragon break because there's the idea that like there's multiple um, just stories that some are wrong, some from are wrong. it, yeah. But then some people like, oh, but they all are kind of simultaneous. Like part of it becomes simultaneous because in Vivek's idea, basically the idea is that Vivek kind of... He did portray Nerefar in this sort of one moment t to get to the like Godhood Kim kind of thing. But in the same way, because he could manipulate the Auras, he kind of created a reality where he did just become a divine God and he never murdered Nerefar. And that's why it's kind of like hidden in his 36 lessons. It's a secret confession, but at the same time, he isn't, do you know, he didn't because it was a different timeline of a different you know what I think? Like he I changed mean, it would, reality. Yeah, it would make sense. It's like, imagine you killed someone and then you had the power to change reality because you killed this person and then you change reality so that you never killed that person in, to begin with, but you're still a god. So you kind of yeah, didn't, okay. but you also kind of did, if that makes sense. Yeah, you did, therefore you didn't. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. The provisional house. The provisional house. Another Vivek thing. Yeah, um, <laughs> which won't go anywhere. It's not in reference to um, the provisional yeah. house. What do they provide? Okay, hold on. Pro Vivek then built the provisional house at the center of the secret door. From here, he could watch the age to come of the house is written. And then there's yeah, it's a lot of thirty-six lessons. A any any thirty-six lesson thing. Every I'll see how many times it's referenced. It's just the one time. It's literally one mention in the. In the uh, oh, cheers oh, no, for putting no, that no. on the list. Whoever did that, that was good. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, it's Alandro Sul. That's the shield the companion uh, of Nerevar. Yeah, so he's the one that made all of the Ashlander, basically the Ashlander um, uh, idea about Nerevar and the and the false tribunal is all built upon what Alandro Sul said. Like was right. The truth. Okay, I think people have even speculated like, that that um he's somehow related to Arden Sul, but. I don't know. Yeah, I think it's just... Wasn't the there a Sul, the guy that created the Ingenium that kept yeah. Bardau afloat yeah. I think he's after Vivek left? He's legit just called Sul, I'm pretty sure. Is it? Okay. Yeah. He's one of the... Yeah, from the books. Provisional mm -hmm. House is got a lot of... Has got a lot of mentions in 36 Lessons of Vivek, but yeah, we can... We'll save that for another time. D yeah. Um, we'll save that. Demonic Alm City. Wow. Um, well, the, the, I don't like, know what that means. <laughs> demons. Well, Elms of E being tribunal, like, uh huh, mm, and like they're evil, but um, yeah, or demonic, demonic forms. So unless it's referencing, uh, unless they're demonic, I guess, or unless they're referencing, like, uh, their anticipations, like, like the the Daedra, so demonic. Um, mm -hmm. I That's I, it's depends what they mean by demonic in this instance, but I don't. Know. Where the hell are we? We're up to oh, Kim. Kim. It's the next one. Here we go. We're going to skip that. We've, we've already Jim, talked about Jim, it. Did, yeah. Don't need to talk about Skull Jim. secrets. Um, yeah. I, mm, what secrets? I mean, they've got secrets that Hermaeus Mora want. Um, That's about it. I think that's all you kind of know that they're secrets that Hermaeus Mora wants. So they must be significant. Yeah. To some does degree. he have secrets? Do they have secrets or does he think they have secrets no no they like is he gonna get it and be like oh my god it's like how to skin hawkers that's the secret technique <laughs> for getting hawker leather or something nah he just wants yeah. their special knowledge um 
I'm trying to think, like, if, between Blood Moon and Dragonborn, the DLC, if you ever actually see anything or they do anything where you're like, wow, that is some secret knowledge. But I don't really think so. No. It's like, dude, you could go and kill, like, ten bears. Yeah. Go into this cave. It's not... Uh, they don't strike me as, like, a, a civilization with um, crazy secrets that Hermes Mora needs. Unless there's some, like, cool metaphysical knowledge with their whole, like, sort of animism and, and different that, totem like guardian stones stuff and, and yeah stuff I don't know sounds of the moons yeah no clue the moons make yeah. sounds maybe <clears throat> yeah I got nothing I've never heard sound of a moon <laughs> uh yeah, the world's sure. unless uh oh what's that something Coda? <laughs> I was just what? saying unless it's something Coda related but I can't remember off the top of my head because that takes place on the moon I don't know. So the on. world's teeth is yet another Vivek thing. Yeah, and it's interesting. This is actually a game reference. I think it's when you go in, in Elder Scrolls Adventures Redguard, when you go out far enough or something off the game map, the water, the ocean does this, like a like teeth shape, like a sharp like uh, resolution thing. And then so in the 30, I think it's in 36 Lessons of Vivek, he, he kind of goes with Nerevar to the world's teeth, as in like the world's end, like the end of the game world kind of I think of he says thing. they're kinda, swords or something. Yeah. What are those things in the Crypt of Hearts? Are they the star teeth or the world teeth? Star teeth. Star teeth? What am I talking I about? Unrelated. Star teeth and shadow key is what you're talking about. Star teeth? Is that a thing? Yeah, the star teeth. It's what you use to kill uh, Umbra Keth in um, yeah. no, the, the World Skulls Adventure. Yeah, but the world teeth Something. are... Um, okay, yeah, it's not just that. The I was just thinking of teeth. It's <laughs> the edge of the world. It's, it's honestly, it's like a kind of meta... Um, kind of uh thing because it's both like referenced in the mythology and stuff but then it's also from a previous game like the end of the game world kind of thing it's just kind of a an interesting play like by the way yeah. serious question yeah, how far down this list are we gonna get today we'll, we'll, we'll get we'll get to the end of vivek the vivek picture all right i think okay yeah <laughs> we'll, 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 <laughs> how far have we gone we've just we've got we've gone basically <laughs> glathy and yeah that's about it <laughs> We've done like one one picture. It sounds like it's world's teeth. Dagoth Ur's Endgame. Um, it's just referring to everything becoming him. In the, like he's instead of he's like a he's kind of like an anti Kim or Chim or whatever. He's kind of like instead instead of thinking that he um, is you know a part of this godhead and he's not real. He thinks kind of everything is him. And then he kind of wants to spread everything, like spread his blight, his ash ghoul, and yeah. he's coming from the dream sleeve and consume everything. So I guess just consuming everything with his big blight. Well, isn't there an idea that hey, maybe he kind Sorry. of looks at yeah. looks at the blight as kind of being a gift and that it can, it can in a way, grant everyone immortality? Yeah, he well. calls it the divine disease. Mm. Well, if you yeah, because can... it you know, gives you immortality if you can get rid but, of the bad like, stuff. Maybe, maybe. Mm. Well, some people, because, you know, there's the corpus dudes, like the zombies walking around, but then there's people like... The ascended sleepers, mm. and they catch it, and then they like start evolving into these crazy creatures with like superpowers. Mm. Yeah, the music. And so in some, and then there's the ash vampires too. So in in some cases, it is like a literal. You like evolve to this higher being, and the ash vampires have a third eye in the center of their head. I wonder if it's some like alternative like amaranth kind of situation so instead of like either sort of becoming the new godhead or whatever he kind of does by believing everything is and spreading himself to every corner of the universe until he kind of 
consumes it or is it or something like that mm. i don't know uh Pelinal time traveling robot I and mean, this one's very <clears throat> kind of well known as like the Mm-hmm. Deep lore kind of like it's the kind of the first like, like oh crazy lore all in all animation with Palinol scanning with yeah all these robot gear. So when the song doesn't he have um, what is it his white hand of light or something killing light yeah I can't yeah, remember what it's left for, uh, hand made of a killing light ow. or something like that and his you know there's there people reference like his heart like you know like as a there's a gemstone but they like as a cybernetic sort of you know. Middle thing. There's a lot. There's a few things in in the songs of Pelinor that you can go. Oh, maybe he's like, it's like cybernetic kind of superhuman stuff, and he's wearing armor from a future time, and that he calls out the name of Reman, who doesn't. Yeah, exist that's what yet. I was going to say. In a battle, he's calling out the name of a king that wasn't going to exist for the another two thousand years or something. Yeah, and also he appears several times throughout history, right? Uh, the idea he's yeah. at um, a different time funeral periods. too, even yeah. though he'd already been chopped to bits at that yeah, point. Right. And then yeah, I think when you're in a bucket, (laughs) I think uh, was it Harold Harry Briggs or Yismi the Fox? He's had other names from beforehand. (laughs) That he he went around. I like that one. Building King Harold Harry Briggs. Yeah. (laughs) Raymond uh, Raymond Ebenarm equals Raymond. So that was an idea too. That like so the Emperor Raymond of the Second Empire and so on. The idea that Ebenarm is actually kind of like the the god form of Reman, because Reman was said to be worshipped as a, as a cultural god kind of thing. And then I guess the idea that, so, you know, Reman is from basically doesn't have a reference outside of um, post Daggerfall. It's, it doesn't really get referenced anymore, but he's the, he's a god of war wearing ebony and stuff. And, but yeah, it's, it's a cool, a cool enough theory, I think. And now we're going to move on to the Enantiomorph. Yeah. Isn't so, that just someone that mantles someone? Well, it's kind of like, um, related to like kind of mantling parts of the duality i guess isn't it um i can't remember the enantiomorph is a fundamental underlying concept of duality and or merged dichotomy inherent in the structure of orbis which is reflected in all its aspects right so is is this literally just the like padme Padme, chaos order yeah chaos order is is not then you know the daedra as you derivatives of it yeah it's just polarity with a fancy word yeah i don't know the third moon oh so there isn't that the um lorcan being law like uh, not lorcan um or is it lorcan i forget what in the khajiit mythology there's the two moons and then there's this hidden dark moon behind it lorcan's body isn't doesn't it appear when um a main is born as well yeah, uh, maybe. I can't remember. Hold on. What's a main? The main. The, the spiritual, spiritual leader. leader of like M-A-N-E. Yeah. Yeah. The spiritual leader of the Khajiit. How it's often is one of those born? Is it like a prophecy thing or is there always one? Yeah. Because isn't it the... Ecl- it's an eclipse, right? Is when they're born. Oh, yeah. Because, it, yeah, it says a rare alignment of the moons with Master and Secunda when, according to legend, a third moon actually appears. Yeah, because Lorcage um, is called yeah. the moon prince as well. And mm. like the Khajiit version of Lorcan. Mm. Um, yeah. So there's that. Um, okay, where are the we now? Walkabout. The walkabout. So that's like the Yakutan, um, the idea that 
that uh, Rupta or Tallpuffer or whatever was was the Yakutan god that that figured a way to survive the Kalpic cycles, to, which to them is explained by Satkal, which is the big world <laughs> serpent that eats itself. So by walking in this particular sort of sideways way, they were moving able- at strange angles. That's what it's described <laughs> as. <laughs> yeah. And so they basically they end up being able to survive each Kalpa. So so the greater spirits, so the gods can survive the different Kalpas by doing the walkabout. And then I'm pretty sure it it's a becomes a cultural sort of thing that that the Yakutans and Red Guards and stuff will do as well as a sort of like a kind of like a pilgrimagey type thing. Yeah, so it's kind of like what the afterlives are. Like the the far shores is essentially like the spot he carved out in the sideways place it's interesting it's only like one of the only examples like you don't see it much but like the um indigenous australian like aboriginals um being having some of their mythology put into um like game anything or something. <laughs> yeah yeah because you don't really see it um white gold universal doomsday device look i don't think there's much uh, to this i think it's the idea that you could use white gold tower to blow up like you know everything or well universal would be everything right i guess so it sounds a little whack yeah let's just just bail that one jib was the nerevarine <laughs> uh, so jib is that guy uh, that you meet on the boat when you come off in morrowind and that's about all he does until the dawn guard dlc when you meet him in the soul can and realize yeah. that the he, guy that killed all the cliff races yeah i don't think he was saint jib i don't think he was saint jib the eradicator that's yeah. what he's called <laughs> yeah no so when you wake How up in Morrowind, you're actually just looking directly in a mirror, talking yeah, to yourself. Some, yeah, I was going to say, because stuff. He's, he's like... <laughs> your character in Morrowind is the Nerevarine, yeah. and then you meet him, so mm, yeah. that's what I think about that three. <laughs> All right. House Dwemer? Um, that's just how, what the Dwemer were referred to, well, right? Like, it's, early on. I guess mm. so, yeah, once the first council was formed. But I guess at yeah. one point... There's the whole idea that they were a split from the Chimer and just one of the houses of the Chimer that came to Dwemer. That's I don't think that's outdated. It's not a particularly good theory anymore with new stuff. But um, All right. yeah, I guess they were just referred to as House Dwemer. When Dead Gods yeah. Dream. Uh, Is it a book? I don't think so. Is it not? I swear. Maybe. It sounds like it should be. You know, be. It's, it's, pro- it's probably a Kirkbride writing. Let's be honest. I honestly can't find anything on it. When Dead Gods Dream, the Imperial Library. Uh, the Shamat's Dream, the Mind of oh, Gods. Right, oh, yeah, yeah. So, like, Dagothur, the idea is he's dead, he's in the dream wow, sleeve. Wow, it's but really he, long. He's dreaming his existence into reality. Right. Rather than... Because when you, you're supposed to be dead, you're asleep, you're in the dream sleeve. Like, you're supposed to be gone, but he's kind of, like conscious there dreaming himself into existence because that's when you kill Dagothur or get or the Lorcan there's no remnants it's gone it just ceases to be and it, it, there's more complicated stuff than that but yeah uh, Khajiit oh, okay. ended the Marathic era I'm completely unfamiliar with how the Marathic era ended I don't think was there a specific moment no well literally just when related to the Bosma right well, King Mag- Aplier yeah he just formed yeah. the Cameron dynasty so it is a weird reason to decide, you know, to kind of establish the first year, but I guess it's just when things started being properly recorded. There's no, like, mm. there's no moment that 
but makes the distinction. What if you if you take it instead of less literal about the time, like the Marathic era was obviously a time of like elven dominance. So is it saying like that the Khajiit had something to do? Like there there was some kind of key event that the Khajiit were part on that stopped elven dominance. Hmm. I don't know if there is. I'm unfamiliar. Same. All right, let's <laughs> let's move on to the next one. Parabolic cowper. I'm pretty sure mm. this is the concept that's kind of shaped like this, where it's divine at the start, and the further you go down, um, it gets less and less divine, less crazy and mystical. Um, and then it kind of, when the cowp is ending, it goes back into more wackier, but really, crazy really stuff. fast. So it's oh, kind, right. so so kind, of, kind of like an elastic parabolic, band. like literally. A yeah. So parabola. yeah. Yeah, so at the end, it's all mundane and stuff, but then it's going to rapidly, you're going to have some apocalypse kind of heaps of magical stuff go and it's going to shoot. Mm-hmm. It doesn't yeah. 100% stack up, but it's interesting regardless. I guess we we kind of mentioned it in our Cowper's episode. Yeah. That it's like, if you are imagining it, like the snake eating itself, the point where time begins and the point where it ends is at this kind of like essential moment where the eating is happening. So it's like, if, if you imagine the Dawn era is the most wacky time in history when the universe is cut well when uh, mundus is coming to an end of this cowper it's going to be just as wacky as it was in the dawn era and then it kind of just like meshes into one i, I wonder if there's actually like a a noticeable thing about the cowper's changing as opposed to it just returning to chaos so when you when you if you actually imagine it quite literally as a snake eating itself when it gets closer and closer to the end to eating itself it's getting smaller and smaller and maybe that's like an acceleration of time Kind of. So if like a snake was eating itself, oh, so it gets weird. quicker and quicker and quicker. Yeah. Well, Scott, you've brought up this theory before that the <laughs> idea that Shaw is is like amassing an army at Sovngarde to go and fight against, um, you know, uh, like the, the elven gods again. So what if, you know, like it kind of the moment where humanity re- resemble, you know, the, the wandering Elnafei and the old Elnafei clashing happens simultaneously at the beginning of the Cowper and it happens at the end of the Cowper. So there's no difference between which one because the one happening at the beginning and the one happening at the end are the same thing. Yeah. And then you just go again. Yeah, it which, could be, yeah. Yeah. Right. yeah which one was that? Oh, okay, yeah, that was the Parabolic Alpha. <laughs> uh, Sithis, Secret Lesson of Vivek. I know Sithis gets mentioned in 36 uh, Lessons of Vivek, but I cannot off the top of my head. Is that, isn't there a Sermon 0 and a Sermon 37? Yeah, so the Sermon uh, 30 less, Sir 37 I, is directly referencing Coda um, and kind of like semi-Coda, mm-hmm. semi, semi Coda, like um, canonizes it, kind of. But it does like I mention a lot of stuff that happens in Coda. And then um, uh, Sermon 0 actually can't remember what that is exactly it was added in that but i I don't know if that's the secret lesson or is it saying that sithis is a secret lesson of i don't what hold on one second yeah yes i'm just going to keep the 36 lessons open and then just (laughs) yeah good idea (laughs) um yeah, I mean, there's Sith, 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 Sith. I mean, yeah, we can always come back to that because I, I feel like the next two are pretty basic anyway. Like, what, Benduola was the, the leader of the All Flags Navy that went and took care of Frass and the Coral Kingdoms after the Frassian Plague wiped out, like, half the population of Tamriel. The Colovian king, yeah, right? right. Yeah. yeah, he was in charge of the fleet. Every time... Did he have the hat? 
<laughs> the Colombian fur helm. <laughs> Every time I hear Bendu Olo, I think of a Star Wars character. I have no idea I was just about to say, why. that sounds, like, sounds, a, that like, sounds like, exactly like a Jedi. It's a Star Wars thing, right? <laughs> it just sounds like it's so much. Mm. I know it's not, it's just like that name, man. Candorous like Ordo or something. Maybe. Trinomax still oh. lives. I guess this could just be the concept of, you know how you know myth makes reality and worship affects real power levels and existence and perceptions change things too like the idea that if trinomac is still worshipped then he's still around it's not just like he's changed into um malakath and that's the malakath. end of it yeah well because some orcs at orsinium refuse to accept that malakath is is their god they they stick to the idea that trinomac was never corrupted or anything and even if you do completely buy into the idea he was pooped out and that's how he became malakath it's like he, he's not he's malakath is still synonymous with trinomac even if he's been corrupted and changed somewhat he's still the same guy yeah. i always love that the mm. orcs too yeah. like trinomac seems to be like kind of like the civil civilization kind of god because every time they've tried to form orsinium there's a lot of trinomac uh, cult stuff involved in it whereas all the real tribal orcs are really like malakath mm. sort of focus just a cool little pieces so the next the adra are dead um which is a pretty reasonable sort of theory i mean it the, at least they sort of the, there's the idea that the adra aren't they're kind of dead the other i've heard like they're, they're so absent in the games right yeah apart from the amulet of kings akatosh thing i don't think we ever encounter not really, but there's, li nature. there's little bits of their influence in magic. I guess one of the ideas is that that if you envision them as like sort of the planets or the or earth bones or like they're dead pieces of of old gods, but basically because they're in that sort of kind of unconscious state, it allows the mortal races to kind of impose myths upon them and that kind of shapes who they are. So, you know, for example, like Lork Elven myths about Lorcan as this trickster and betrayer, and then sure it's like, oh, he's this great warlord kind of or Shazar is this, you know, uh champion of human undertaking. They sort of they're shaped by mythology more so than the Daedra are, because the Daedra have a lot more like personhood in the way that they can come in and they go yeah. like, Yeah, I'm shaped. And there's you know, it's constant refer refer referring to the sacrifice the earth bones and the Adra have to make in order to keep the mortal realm going and, and it's a simple way of looking at it but if you imagine them like the planets it's kind of like they're not soul trapped but they're essentially just trapped as planets that are just you know needed to keep mundus together if you imagine the spokes holding the middle of the wheel together the middle of the wheel is going to just you know for it's going to fall yeah. apart if you don't have the spokes yeah so yeah exactly uh divaith fear was the battle mage which battle mage is it referencing is that i think that's referencing mm. um is that battle spire battle spire that, so this yeah. is what i thought it, it could be referencing as well but that's why but that's why, not, why would that be possible no but that's <laughs> not what the hero of battle spire is called what is he called the apprentice the apprentice oh okay but i think that's what they mean that's not like yeah the battle yeah, mage the battle mage um is there a famous mysterious battle mage I'm from some story? Plenty. There's lots of famous battle mages, but I don't know who. But like, the, like an unknown one who like did some crazy stuff. Unless it's literally, you what? know how the star signs, how how there's. Oh no, sorry. No, no, oh, no, no. Hold no, on. No, no. Unless it's refer referencing Zuranarctus, the imperial battle mage. Like that's the only battle mage I know I hear of that's like a bit more. I mean, like a Jagarthon. Like, there's lots of. Yeah. But I just, 
Yeah. Because Battle Mage is kind of like originates, like kind of like a rank for in the Imperial armies a lot of the time before it was like a broader classification. I know it's a class, right? It's a class you can choose. Yeah, in. yeah. that's what I was gonna say. It's a class, but it's not like it's a. It's not a star sign or something, so it's not talking about constellations. All I know is I just think Zurin Arctus is one of the most significant battle mages, I would say, in terms of like, you know, he's essential, like the whole thing. Well, was Divath Fears Zurin Arctus? <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't think yeah. so. I'm just trying to like throw him a bone here, you know? Okay, three talons. I have no idea what that means. If it's meant to be spelt T-A-L-O-N-S or, or what? Three talents. Tal what the hell is that? Talon. These the eternal champion was also called Talon, apparently. Hmm. Oh, and then what? Maybe there was three of them instead hmm. of just one. These three individuals having the same name could be a simple coincidence. Wait, who? The eternal champion, the eternal champion's father, and General Warhaft. It is possible that the Eternal Champion's father, Talon, and General Warhaft were the same person. Additionally, the Eternal Champion could have been named after their father, thus explaining why they had the same name. It's just three dudes with the same name. <laughs> That's it. Huh. Um, this one's kind of weird. Oh, no, this makes sense, I guess. Um, so the Underking killed Pelagius I. So Pelagius I is the grandson of Tiber Septum. And that's the closest, like, direct line. So the idea is the Underking, as, you know, getting Xeranarchus, getting revenge for, for you know, um, what happened in the Arcturian heresy, getting screwed over, that the Underking organized, I guess, through the Dark Brotherhood, or maybe directly did, um, killed Pelagius I, which actually ends Tiber Septim's direct line. Because what happens is after Pelagius I's death, it goes to Tiber Septim's niece, um, Kintyra, I think it is. Hold on. Yeah, Kintyra Septim. Um, so then technically, like everyone, no one is a direct descendant of Tiber Septim in the Septim dynasty. But they're all direct descendants of Tiber Septim's brother, Agnarith or something. It's, um, it's, a, it's a funnier... Which one was Plagius the first? Was that the guy with the hip bone that went crazy? No, no that's, that's Plagius the third. Yeah, um, yeah Agnarith. Anyway, yeah, the, the Septum Dynasty is a sham, but yeah. <laughs> I know what, my eye, my eye is like, <laughs> there's so much steam coming off it. <laughs> All right, we've got the Sayesi Goa Uld. Now, this is actually, I believe, just kind of what you were talking about before, Scott, because I, and I don't even know if you pronounce it Goa Uld, but that's from Stargate. Yeah, that's what's going to um, That's a race of sentient parasitic thing. beings that take over the hosts. Um, and they look like these snake dragon things. They just look Maybe like snake just... dragons. So I think it's just talking about the concept that Sayesi do take over hosts and, and yeah. eat them and kind of become these snake things. But yeah. Yeah. All right, lunar currency, yeah. stellar, <laughs> and Bitcoin, <laughs> Ethereum. I've never heard of this. You guys were talking about this before. Oh, you is this oh, we're just memeing it. <laughs> lunar currency, though, just to the moon is um a Kirkbride <laughs> thing. Um, I'm just reading a quote here. Who um, knew? I, who I can guessed? say nothing more than to loosen <laughs> your equation of moods to lunar currency. But then a better quote is, um. The Lunar echo currency. of the void is oblivion. The echo of oblivion is now mortal death. Death results in reappropriation of spirit towards its aligned AE, either to the god planet Aedra or the principalities of oblivion. 
Vex name for this transaction mentioned above is Lunar Currency. <laughs> it's GameStop. So it's, yeah, anything that's mooning is Lunar Currency. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't <laughs> really grasp it. I got a massive lunar coin. He's <laughs> going to moon you. <laughs> it just sounds like spirits are kind of being exchanged in this lunar currency. I don't know. The next one we could talk is historical star inconsistencies. And only thing I can think of oh. immediately off the top of my head is during the Middle Dawn Dragon Break, the only consistent things was eight falling stars, which I guess implies the rest of constellations and things and so on was inconsistent. Like no one has, during that Middle Dawn, like no one could track anything being the same except these particular eight falling stars. So, I mean, every Right. It, it could be like, uh, if you look at star maps from Dwemer Ruins, Yakutan Ruins, there's some other civilizations that have them and when you line them up like some bits kind of line up but there's a bunch of stars and stuff that are inconsistent across these different civilizations from thousands of years ago that, that might could be, be the, that. like literal stars historically unless it's like entire constellations that are the same but in different spots then i don't know but I feel like it also people could use that to support the ideas of like, uh, you know, different calpers or times. Like, so if you could in star maps mm. are from another cal, there you couldn't from another calper bringing their star maps. They're not going to align with these. Or it's just another gameplay thing where it's like could be they easily. whipped up some cool looking maps and they were slightly different to one another. No, <laughs> that that is literally the explanation for everything. <laughs> where you're like, Ooh, what's going yeah. on here? Uh, speaking of stars, we've got the I don't know how to pronounce it, but Minimoli slash Nemoli. yeah Nemoli slash star Nemoli, orphans like an enemy basically the yeah. first one there i'm pretty sure is this like blue bluish star that appears when a dragon break is going to happen or something yeah i've heard of that vaguely and then but then grouping in star orphans just magnet isn't it yeah magnet also called literally the children of magnus and star orphans are a family of divine beings yada yada um I don't know what they mean. I know Nem the Manemily thing gets mentioned Manemily, in the 36. Yeah. There are Anemone. a type of Magnegi that only appear during dragon breaks, frequently called Untime. Maybe it doesn't. Anyway. We also have... Oh, maybe Nemily doesn't actually appear in the 36 lessons. It's in yeah. them if you don't commentaries. Ah, yeah, that's yeah. it. Bosma Hercene worship. But it's very cryptic. I would say, yeah, there's Bosma that worship Hercene. Some of them. Is that against the Green Pact? Yeah, like the, the god the of the hunt. Shifting and they stuff, can't hunt. You can't. It's more the shape shifting that yeah. you can't do. Well, I guess it's only the way. Yeah, but I mean, like, also if he's killing animals, that's a big. Well, can kill animals. So long as they don't kill plants, plants, right? They're yeah. like opposite. Oh yeah, vegans. yeah, yeah. You're right. Screw the yeah. animals. Fuck it. Get in there with Hercene. <laughs> Yeah. I need you to go and hunt this uh, bamboo stalk. No. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess yeah, that would guess be a big no-no for them in regards to him being a Daedric being, you know? Like, mm. uh, what were you going to say, sir? No, no, yeah, pretty much that. Yeah. All good. All right. Um, Septimus Cygnus Zero Sumped. Didn't he get... Uh, kind of like just... Fondled by Hermes <laughs> Mora. <laughs> well, he, went, he goes up to the book to the Ogner Infinium and then mm -hmm. I guess then he goes oh it's crazy all the and he says some crazy <laughs> stuff about shit that's happening to him and then he turns to Ash 
And interestingly, like I guess mm. there was other examples. I think there of were the Dwemer, ash and they found ash yeah. piles in Dwemer. Wait, how, how does he actually vanish? He does he like go and vanish, or does he? He says some goobly gook stuff, and then just goes, turns into a pile of ash. Oh, he does turn into ash. Yeah, yeah. I remember the pile of it. Once again, it could also be a limitation of uh, yeah of like the game engine. They just go, oh, we need to we like, need to be able to loot him. Yeah. Um. But the idea there, I guess. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, he does. It, he just bursts into yeah. ash. The idea there could be like Hermaeus Mora wanted him to open it, um, so that he could kind of z zero sum in front of him and extract the knowledge of zero summing mm, stuff. Hang on. But what happens to Arniel Gain when you when he zero sums when he supposedly zero sums? I think sums? he just disappears. Well, he just vanish? No ash pile he doesn't there, turn into right? ash, right? No. Yeah, but that's what's interesting too, because you can summon Arniel Gain as a ghost, and there are those Dwemer ghosts as well, and the idea that maybe. But they could have also mm. died before the whole zero summing. Yeah, in that in, I can't what it's called. Uh, the place under Bornhold, the Dwemer City. There's two ghosts in there you can actually talk to. The but something went wrong in that city beforehand, and all the Dwemer turned to ash piles. Yeah, yeah. It's just weird that when you zero sum, your clothes go with you. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> that seems weird to me. I should, they should do it like Yoda yeah. style. Or like you know Obi Wan style. Yeah, yeah. Like, you like... should just your clothes should just flop to the ground. Yeah. I feel like because they're not having much of a revelation, <laughs> you know. But you never know. Yeah. Anyway, don't speak for my clothes. The <laughs> soft doctrine of Magnus Invisible. Is this some? It's gonna be a out of canon writing for sure. For sure. Sounds like some gobbledygook to me. Um. Um. Okay. It's really short though. I can read it. The dragon is Go bound with noble size. The serpent is bound with shifting tones. The sun is bound with metal flames. The earth is bound with secret knots. The end. Is it an uh, in-game book? It's good stuff. Uh, it's from the We're Imperial Library. Library. Oh, okay, so... Check the source. Douglas Goodall. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, he's one of the, like, kind of developers, but it's written outside the game. Yeah. So, so. Okay. Abernagorbic Creed... <laughs> <laughs> I went to read it before you did, and I went, nope. Oh. I, I can, I can, <laughs> no I know what this is. I can, ex I can explain this really quickly. Right. Go for it. Um, it's basically just like a anti-universe viewpoint. So like Orbic, Orbic as in Orbis, and Abner as in like abnegation. So like okay, abnegation right. so is rejecting or renouncing something. So it's kind okay, of like so a, an Ultma who wants to unmake the world may have some kind of Abnagorbic hmm. creed. Cool. Yeah. Dun Merith. Um, is that not just what they call Mor the Nords call tomorrow? Yeah, end? it is. Yeah. yeah. Now the 15 in 1 golden tones is something referenced in um, Dwemer texts and stuff. I'm pretty sure Kagranak or someone swears Sounds upon like the 15 and 1 golden tones and people speculate what they are if they're references actually to Daedra or other things. It sounds like... Oh, to me Ew. it sounded like what tonal architecture. Yeah, uh, yeah. Just like yeah. related to that, yeah. Oh, that's in the Morrowind DLC for ESO. There's like a bunch of musical pipes you have to play in the right order. How did yeah. I don't know. Oh, I remember that. <laughs> it is. It's it's something to do with tonal architecture. Yeah. Um, All right. We'll go to. You'll know this one. Ideal. Camel. 
Ideal Masters are God of Worms Remnant. Because you did a video on the Ideal Masters, right? Yeah, there was nothing about Mana Marker. But, but there is that. about Necromancers, right? Yeah, apparently the Ideal Masters were Necromancers in the Morethic era, who through some unknown means went to Oblivion, found some chaotic creation and made the Soul Can, and then ascended to non-corporeal beings that they're immortal but they're it's they use soul energy to be immortal but they say like if they give soul energy away it diminishes their eternity mm. it's a bit i don't know but the king of worms remnant yeah god of worms remnant oh it was god of worms did i say king of worms no i i think I thought Manamarco. I don't, what's the God of War? Probably Manamarco, right? I'm pretty sure it's just referencing him in his divine yeah. form. I don't know. Oh, yeah. It, also, is that canon? What? That? Because one of the endings of Daggerfall is he gets the Mandela and becomes a god. Yeah, well, this is the this is you know obviously the Cope Dragon Break law, but the idea that he, that he in one timeline they all get reconciled into one timeline, all the, all the yeah. different versions, so that he both became a god and stayed mortal. So the idea is that in right. Mage, the Mages Guild and Oblivion questline, you're fighting the mortal form of Manamarco, whereas there's another form from another timeline that became the Necromancer's Moon, which is the same mm. moon that you use to make the Black Soul Gems. So. Okay, it says he's known as the King of Worms and later on the God of Worms. Yeah. Okay, there we go. Um, I guess we can move on. Yeah, let's move on. Uh, sermon right. thirty-seven. Here we go, Scott. Yeah, so <laughs> Sermon thirty-seven is the it's it was added in um, I think it's Morrowind for a year so, but it's basically it's heavily referential to Coda. So it's was it, it actually was it actually a thing that was added? I thought it was sort of no. It's in, it's in the it's in the game. You can find it in Telbranora or Vivek's private quarters in Vivek's palace. But uh, you have discovered the thirty seventh sermon of Vivek, which is a bending of the light long past the chronicles of the Hortator who wore inconstant faces and ruled however they would until apocalypse. Like that's talking about the Nerevarine, the different faces, and it's about a time long past until apocalypse, which is the whole landfall thing. And then it goes on. There's like lots and lots of little references. And then it interesting goes, they added that. And at the end, the worldling of the words is Amaranth. So it's kind of like the big you know how before. Um, Oh my god, what'd they say at the end of every Vivek one again? Yeah, ending of the words of, is Elmsavi. But yeah, the it's like kind of like the uh, thematic ending to the 36 lessons of Vivek. But it's from the future, so it's weird. It's from the future? What do you mean? Well, because you know like Vivek exists like in a god form, kind of like experience time all at once. Like he, he mentions lines about like how the gods experience time happening all at once so future past present stuff so like this is a writing he's writing about it but it's something that's going to happen in the far future alluding to coda like landfall like fifth era stuff so it's kind of like it's semi-canonized because it's not specific enough to be like yes it's 100 percent canon but it's kind of like oh this is nodding heaps to uh coda it's interesting that it ends with the the word amaranth yeah which is the dude that becomes the new godhead, yeah, apparently. Jubun Oh, oh there's another Saul. Jubil on Saul or something like that. I can't quite remember. Why did you say that? Is that on the list? No, no. It's it's the name of the character in Coda. Oh, the yeah. Flying Whales. Jubal Lun Saul. Yeah, we got the Flying Whales Joy Snow next. 
I don't know what joy snow is. I know there's sand whales and snow whales. The snow apparently. whales um, is, yeah, were these flying whales that rain down joy snow from their bellies. I think it's a it's a pretty the sure. seven fights of the algal algalgaga Al algudaga something like that. Um, I think pretty sure I've seen analysis stuff on Reddit. It's referencing semen like it's from their bellies like the flying because michael kirkbride writes heaps of sexual undertones to all of his um things right um and that because this was actually a correction on the last one because you, you know you're talking about the wasabi shields apparently they would bite <laughs> they, they would bo- they would bite down on wasabi on the ends of their shields to break themselves out of the trance that the joy snow mm. oh, yeah, i have to reread it, that stuff, it does say yeah. the joy snow comes out of the blowhole though which you you would assume is not oh, mate. Yeah. the blowhole, you know. Hang on. So these things they, are a Kirkbride thing? Yes. Yeah. Because in ESO, there's someone who sells this potion thing they made. And when you drink it, it's said that you can then see sand whales and snow whales flying above the, the deserts mm. of Hammerfell and elsewhere and the snow whales in Skyrim. So it's like LSD. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Or maybe you're just really seeing the truth of the universe. You know, they are really there. It's just you can't see them until you're in an enlightened Until he state. drinks this random woman's potion. Yeah, never buy someone's joy snow. It's just don't <laughs> trust him. This is re- referenced in that animation that All in All made with um, Ulfric, right? And the... the, the, the yeah, there's a the whale flying in the background. In the background yeah. And snow flying everywhere and stuff. Actually, maybe joy snow could be like a cocaine. You know, maybe they just like blow cocaine out of their blowholes, and it's like <laughs> eight or so. You know? Drew, Drew, you've got that flask that says skooma on it. You got to make, you got to oh, make yeah. something now that says Joyce. No. <laughs> Give me Menka. two minutes. <laughs> so Menkar equals J uh, J Garthan. Um, I don't really. I don't really it. like it. I just don't like that theory. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It just sounds off. Um, I don't think there's any basis for that at all. Could be. The only thing I can think of is if this new ESO DLC does make it, does establish that Mankar Cameron does found the Mythic Dawn, so has actually lived since yeah. its founding, like back in the Second Era, then he could have been around to be the Jagar Thun. But but then again, like I always like the the Thun family lines yeah. that are related to Abner Thun, yeah. and I don't know. That's how I feel Arch. about it too. Sharmat, um, basically so Dagoth, the like the antithesis yeah. of. Um, of the yeah. tribunal there's uh, the Pen- Pen- they've spelt this wrong Pankratos sword I think it's Pankratos yeah. sword like Pen- one word one Pen- S Pen- yeah um, and it's basically is, like- does it have an S? I thought it had it was just called the Pankratos yeah sorry sword. that's what I'm saying as in like yeah, it's, I've one only word, seen it. it's one word okay, and okay, the okay. S in yeah. that word is just the S for sword and right, it's like okay, yeah, this yeah. ultimate sword singer yeah, it's like a f- technique. For- forbidden ritual yeah that, that's apparently what the Yakutans did on Yakuta yeah. to destroy the left-handed elves that sunk the continent. They used the yeah. Pankratos sword ritual and just blew up the continent. Yeah. Even though it seems like that's all out of law, like the, the idea is that there, there's the Hera dirge, so that's getting revenge on Emperor Hera, um, and that they used some weird stone magic. But it's kind of a they kind of suggest that what they did was they discovered this Pankratos sword technique where they could cut the atoms and cause explosions. That's what ruined yakuda yeah, literally and that's a nuke. why yeah like that's that's why they needed to forget a lot of their parts it's like we have to have this forbidden it's it's i think kirkbride writes that they could they wouldn't put it in any of their memory stones because they didn't want anyone to know this secret again it was left behind was it forbidden after or before i thought it was 
I, I, maybe I never really thought about it I assume it, it was after. I mean, maybe it was for it. I mean, it, it makes sense. Then somebody dug it up. Forbidden afterwards, yeah. when it blew up a continent that they lived on. Yeah, because I don't think it's a coincidence that they call him Emperor Hira. It's probably it's it's some way a, like a a reference to Hiroshima. Oh, what do you reckon? What do you reckon about the Elder Scrolls Six being a sword singer? Jerry, let's get a thing. I don't it want makes, to be. It makes a lot of sense. <laughs> That's the last thing you unlock, Pancrato Sword. <laughs> it just makes so much sense though. End credits. Been roll. missing art. Actually, yeah. I, I never thought of, by the way, that Pen, um, the Pankrata sword as a reference to Hiroshima, just because like so much of Yakutan like history is literally just Japan transposed mm-hmm. into Yakutas. So stuff. much. So it, like the more you so learn, all, the more ridiculous yeah. it just looks like they completely ripped off Japan. And, <laughs> and then, so it makes sense that it ended like yeah, <laughs> like that. Wasn't yeah, because Cyrus also though. calls. I mean, yeah, yeah. He yeah, also but, calls the Hero Doge the Hono Shira or something like that. It's like, yeah, okay. It's, <laughs> Does it's he very, actually? Yeah, I think in um, in Vivek's sword meeting with Cyrus, it's mentioned. It's it's named something like that. So, is that yeah, in a book? Where where does that take place? The idea is that Cyrus and his crew landed on one of the islands that remained of Yakuda, and for some reason they saw Vivek there, and they thought it. They thought it looked like um, yeah, Morrowind. That's right. When they first oh. got there, which is a bit weird, but yeah, like what Vivek's doing there gets a bit. Maybe it's like too. if you go past Tamriel that way, you just come back around to Morrowinds. <laughs> yeah, I mean like, that's a weird thing that crossed my mind, but then it just calls. So <laughs> right, I guess Akavir is in between the. Yeah, <laughs> you run into that at some point. Right, anyway. We got land unless Akavir doesn't exist, which land we already fall. talked about as like this end of the world yeah. cataclysmic event where the Numidium comes back and just nopes everything out of existence. Yeah, that takes it. place in the fifth era, correct? Well, yeah. yeah, supposedly. <laughs> but then there's that that robot uh, Kinmune from the ninth era. Yeah, What's they're kind of there? they. It's weird because they seem like separated, like Coder, <laughs> and then some of the other kind of weird writings about it. Like, it's all like I mean, in essence, anyway, the idea of Coder is kind of establishing this kind of idea that. Um, that everything's very like highly interpretable anyway. Like it kind of is trying to be an anti-canon kind of um, piece anyway. So it's trying to anyway. Last thing on um, the list today, and it actually is canon, is Cylon, which if you remember is actually a location from the Shivering Isles DLC, thought to be oh, the yeah. oldest. Oh, ruin. yeah, the most the oldest. Yeah, um, I remember that one. It's where you get the flame of Agnon to take to the. Um, Sakellum of Arden mm. Saul and light the flame and and all of that, but I don't know why this is so far down on this list and why it is like supposedly shrouded in um, conspiracy. Yeah, I feel like anything normal this far down, I'm like, oh, dude, there must be some like deep mm. lore theory the- going on. Yeah, but- like people think it was the original capital of the Shivering Isles, but I, I don't know why it's why that's some saucy secret, like. Yeah. Wow. Well, yeah. This is going to take a fair few more episodes. The plan was to get to two and a half, but it's already been like been too you know, two and a half hours to get through two. So yeah, yeah, dude, it's getting. I feel I, like the more the like actually towards the bottom, it kind of gets easier. Yeah, I think it yeah. will. Yeah, I remember telling Scott before the first episode that there's no way, and he's like, "Oh no, nah, maybe we can get it all done in one episode." Oh <laughs> I'm <God>. like, "Nah, <laughs> nah." Um, yeah. But yeah, okay. Well, thanks everyone for watching. I'm really impressed if you made it this far. I'm impressed with all four of us, to be honest. 
We're all feeling like that that picture oh, below. Wow. I really need to. Yeah, this is what you signed up for, Camel. <laughs> That's fine. I'm, I'm happy to. <laughs> but yeah, it's um, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, Camel works. Here he is. Thank you for joining us. Take a bow. <laughs> I went to bow, just like I was going down on someone. <laughs> Beautiful. All right, well, social media links are in the description as well as a link to Camel's channel if you haven't been there already. And we will see you next time. See ya. <laughs>